Hello, friends. I'm Deeg. This is my podcast. I'm here today chatting with Matt Visual. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. It's going good. <laughs> Continuation from the long talk that we've had <laughs> before actually going live. Yeah, Matt and I, we just obviously can't help ourselves. One of the tricks about being on a podcast, and Matt's been doing this a lot longer than I have, so he knows, is you don't want to squeeze that juicy conversational fruit too dry before you say cut and you start. But sometimes you just can't help it. The chemistry is just there. Anyway, yeah, Matt, uh, it's such a pleasure to get a chance to connect with you, man. Um, I have, of course, known you from being a Guild Wars 2 fan. Um, I came to Guild Wars 2 kind of right. late, like around the Heart of Thorns era, right in that lead up. I saw some some of the, the content you were doing at that time. Um, yeah. You were collaborating with Wooden Potatoes. You had that interview with Colin where you pushed him on Cantha, you know? <laughs> and now End of Dragons is coming out. Anyway, there's so much shit yeah. we, can, we can talk about. But um, one of the things that's always jumped out about you and that I really appreciate is whether you're talking about a game or whether you're talking about some kind of a, I don't know, a situation or whatever it is, you always bring a real personal touch. And I feel I get to know Matt. And I just want more of that. So, all right. As a starting point, maybe, um, okay, Matt Visual, you started YouTube in 2011. Before that, you obviously loved video games and you had a passion to sort of start with YouTube. Where did it start for you? Where did your passion that you brought to that channel back then come from? I feel like the passion didn't start until until later on like oh man i actually really like editing and like creating things sure um, sure before in the beginning huh? i i was uh i was <laughs> working at gamestop and um i just like they were like laying off people and um i decided to like just kind of i've always been into uh i guess i guess games oh are you asking about how did i get into video games in general or Both. how did I get into YouTube? Yes. Oh, okay. The deep well, stuff. Well, when Bring I was it. five years old, <laughs> yeah, when I was five years old, I, I, you know, my my mom bought me like Ninja Turtles for uh, Nintendo, and that was it. Dude, was it. I, I remember playing. that game. Yeah, I kept playing. Um, so jump I kept kick, getting jump kick, that's... jump kick, right? Yeah, <laughs> jump yeah. kick, jump kick, over yeah. and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I ended up getting the Super Nintendo, then the 64, and then, you know, the Xbox, the PlayStation 1 with the, the Final Fantasy VII demo on it. Mm -hmm. Then the, I got, I had all the systems. I, okay. I got the Game Boy when it came out. You know, like, I just didn't stop. It's just one of those things where it was just kind of a part of me at that point. I, when I first played, I was like, this is, this is fun. I'm going to play this yeah. forever, and new things are going to come out, and I'm yeah. going to play that. It's, it's never really left me. And I now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why, why did I have such a connection to it? Mm. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I don't know. I guess I guess when you're a kid, video games are video games. It's like having toys, right? It's like, oh, this mm -hmm. is better than action figures. Who brought it into the but, house? Was it one of your parents, or did you push for it? Yeah. Like no, my my mom was just surprised me. Um, uh, I was mom. like five years old. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo. Boom. The neighbor came over, and we played. Single mom at the time, and she still got got it for me. Yeah, hell yeah. She yeah, nice. She really uh, started something there just just with that little purchase. <laughs> yeah, planting a very deep seed. Yeah, and okay. um, 
later on, uh, um, I started getting into. I always liked MMOs. I mean, I played a lot of RuneScape. Way okay. too much RuneScape. Respect. Respect. Um, yeah, way too much. I mean, I I would stay up all night clicking those those hue trees. You know, just over and over again. All right. All right. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, it's uh I don't know what was so addicting about seeing those little numbers move up, but uh yeah. that was the thing. That was the thing. Um but um I saw Guild Wars 2 and I was like, man, this looks different. This reminded me of like when I saw wow, you know, it's like wow, like mm-hmm. 3D world. Mm-hmm. You know, um and the videos always kind of like they always had this like magic to it you know you're like oh man guild of might be like the biggest thing to come out in a while like it might be like the next wow and stuff right. like that like in your head like back in the day that's what everyone was kind of thinking you know and that's why all those videos came out way before it even launched way before we even played it yeah like the manifesto you know? i still go back and watch yeah. that and it gives me chills <laughs> yeah yeah right it's like oh man what what was you know yeah. like all this yeah. hype when when hype trains were truly at the top i mean mm. nowadays you know people kind of the hype kind of kind of dies we're all a bit know, more cynical like, these days I think. yeah yeah i mean i just i mean <laughs> cyber yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cyberpunk was pretty bad yeah, yeah. We, we were reminded after cyberpunk you're like oh yeah that's right we shouldn't get hyped about anything mm. um but yeah i um i started making music on my off time and uh put those up and then i started making (laughs) youtube videos at this uh apartment in atlanta and and i would put different backdrops and i kept trying to make it different than everyone else okay and different how everyone everyone else um like phaletic had his voice he had this deep you know yeah I, i i i i don't know what part of um the UK is from, I, I totally forgot, but uh-huh. he has like this very distinct uh, accent. Okay. Um, then you had like, man, I remember everyone, uh, Snebzor. I remember talking to him the, a few months ago. Uh-huh. Snebzor, we had Fury, something Fury. Something Fury, I can't remember. Of course, Tatoes, we, everyone knows when potatoes. Absolutely. All right. And the total biscuit of Gilbert's uh, <laughs> he's gonna hate me for saying that. Total biscuit of Gilbert's. That's that's why I used to. Maybe, yeah, Reddit loved them. Yeah, Reddit spammed them. Oh my god! During those days, oh my god, we and him we used to have deep talks about just like it's like Reddit likes you, dude. They don't like me, and we had this whole conversation. But that, yeah, yeah. Um, what Reddit likes is such a. In, yeah it's a well it's a real thing yeah yeah it's a real thing oh it was a oh my god yeah but um so you were aware of the scene like you were like you were like taking was, it in you were breathing that shit oh yeah uh-huh. yeah 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 because youtube was like relatively new you know stuff i mean man it, I don't know if anyone remembers those profile designs back in the day. I mean, it looked like old school MySpace, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that was that YouTube used to look so weird. Um, and I remember always learning Photoshop to change the backgrounds and and all sorts of stuff, trying to make it cool. Um, eventually, I started to kind of get a, a taste for it of just like trying to be creative, trying to be different than everyone else, even being silly, goofy, rapping, 
doing embarrassing things that I never want to see again. But <laughs> I I really enjoyed doing that stuff. I mean, I mean, I made like hundreds of videos. Yeah. Of just like random guides that I tried to make entertaining and not boring. Like, hi, welcome to Guild Wars 2. Today we're going to be talking about, you know, how to get your legendaries sword it's no i need i need something better every time i would see something yeah they were like okay have a little bit more gusto in it and like and not to say my stuff was like great because it, it wasn't it was you know it was just like young young yeah early 20s i think around that time just trying to do something different yeah you know? the embarrassments of our past are proof of our development so we should yeah. see them fondly right <laughs> <laughs> yes yes what i got like a thousand videos on that youtube channel now so probably look back awesome, and uh and cringe awesome. a bit as yeah yeah it was fun it was fun i learned a lot i mean it's the whole reason i even have a job now is uh kind of going through how to make myself better <laughs> at what i was doing so and so and what all went into of, that was it mainly yeah. like video editing like what how did you gear up for this in terms of like your knowledge becoming a YouTuber? Uh, slowly. Um, I just always watch a lot of tutorials on, yeah, yeah. um, I used to do everything in Premiere and hated after effects mm. <laughs> until now. Now I was forced to, but, uh, a few years back, but, um, back then I was just like always learning how to push the boundaries of Premiere sure. uh, after I, I stopped using, um, what was the first one I started using? Uh, Cyber Director. Oh God. It was what, like, uh, what is that? Yeah. That, that name a is a very nineties yeah. kind of name. Cyber. Yeah. You don't, you can't use the word cyber anymore. Everything was like drag and drop type thing. Oh, okay. You know, was, yeah. Yeah. It was like windows movie maker mixed yeah, okay. with like, I don't know. It's something. Yeah. yeah it was, it was something. It was something. But uh, I was like, okay, I need to actually like make this slower or faster or like this transition. This like, and then keyframes was like just the natural progression. Mm, okay. So I, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I just hustled. You just stumbled your way through looked, it. Figured it out as you stumbled my way through it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, I want to do this. Uh, so how do I make it look right? Like I remember. Uh, doing something with uh, Tato's, with um, having him because he he would he would never show his face. So right, um, he, I had like a potato on a desk <laughs> for him, um, and we were just sharing tips and stuff like that, and trying to be stupid. Uh -huh. And I had the mohawk at the time, and um, and it had like a Pac-Man shirt. So people wanted, would be able to find that through the, through the thumbnail. But think, yeah, it was just a... I think you showed a clip of that on the, the very last visual wood. I, I'm pretty sure I watched that and I'm pretty sure I saw that, that uh, clip. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Did you really watch visual wood? I used to watch it Did... back in the day, man. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, my I, God. I was one of your lurking fans. Um, I mean, like, I, I got into Guild Wars 2 in 2015, so I wasn't there for the start of it. I was sad when y'all yeah. called it quits. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I understand. Like creatively, you gotta just move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely can confirm the the the, the, the like, green screen shot that you did of you standing next to a potato. 
<laughs> it came out okay for like I uh, I didn't have a I, I don't know if I had a green screen then. I what I did is got a bunch of poster boards, neon poster boards. Okay. Tape, tape them together, put them behind me. <laughs> you improvised. I improvised. Oh yeah, man. I, That's beautiful. I, I mean, I was I had no money back then. I was just, just like trying to make things work. And I think um you learned a lot when you're just trying to make things work. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's why there's a difference between a person who's been doing videos by themselves um, for years and then someone who went to school for it. Mm. You know, like there's a there's a difference in how they like how work they through solve? something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you characterize? You know, because you. Okay, how do I how do I say this? Um, so it's something we realize uh, at the agency I work for. Hmm. Uh, they seem to just have like this knowledge of what things are like, uh, you know, camera rights and, you know, like the certain terms of how to shoot things and, and just like, just film terminology, terminology. Okay. But in terms of actually applying it, it takes a little bit more time to kind of get them warmed up. Because they don't have a lot of experience in actually doing the thing. And I think that speaks to, like, a, a lot of tools. It doesn't have to be video editing. Sure. But, like, it's if you have more experience actually doing the thing, you're more likely to be able to think in outside of the box when something is happening. Sure. You know, which sure. definitely helped me a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it sounds I say, like I, I would call it the YouTube special when we have to do something really fast and cheap. <laughs> it's the YouTube special. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I, I really identify with that. You know, um, I was yeah. a horrible student. In fact, I'm a college dropout. Uh, yeah. I figured it out afterwards. Finally, finally, and thankfully. But it sounds like what you're describing is, you know, a, a school educated video editor, which is what you do now, right? You're a video editor when you're not on yeah. screen talking about video games or whatever. Yeah. Um, comes through that with a sort of a baseline comfort with, with uh, what the status quo is for how things are done within that mm. field. But it's not necessarily tempered by experience. Whereas someone who's a YouTuber, someone who's kind of figuring out for themselves what you would call in generic terms like an autodidact, someone who, who, who kind of teaches themselves uh, based on their own interests, um, yeah. has, doesn't have the, the comfort of that, 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 that structural understanding, but has the, the real world, like, let's get shit done ability and knowledge yeah. and self-confidence. And that's, that's worth yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I because I I didn't uh, I dropped out of college as well. Hell so yeah! I had, I had a, college yeah, dropout. Yeah. Let's so, go. College dropout. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to make it work. All right, I had to make it work. Yeah, man. I've had I've had plenty plenty of drops before this one uh, because it, it it's kind of hard to kind of you know pay bills with something you like doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what were you doing? <laughs> What were you doing when you were um, making all this this Guild Wars Two stuff for YouTube at the start? Were you a student? Were you, what were you doing? Um, I was. I would do like little side gigs, and then when that wasn't working, I started working at um, Micro Center. Okay. Okay. Micro Center. Retail. Yeah. Retail. 
Yeah, I've had a few jobs. I've had and mostly sales jobs, <laughs> mostly sales jobs. But uh, you know, I had a little Caesars back in the day as well. All right, but all like, right. um, Center was one of those. I already spent a lot of money on computer parts, mm-hmm. so it kind of made sense. I was yeah. like, okay, well, I grew up building things. Might as well, if there's a job to actually deal with like customers and and all this type of stuff and uh you know corporate <sighs> um sounds like you loved it <laughs> yeah oh uh, <laughs> i loved i loved certain aspects of i mean i was lucky to have good um people around you know but the managers the managers were not i would say some some of the managers were not great it was not great you know <laughs> you know, you know those types of those people who just think the world revolves around them, and they can ask you to do anything, and you will just jump. And I'm just, I have a problem with that. Um, yeah, to the I point know. that I've gotten in the face of many, many managers. Nice. <laughs> I got, yeah, no, that's was necessarily nice. You know, I got written up once, uh, almost twice. Uh, because a guy was mistreating other people that were working there. And oh. I was like, nah, nah, buddy. Nah, this is not how it works. That's a but because for I you, s- dude. It ain't yeah, easy to do that. Because, <laughs> because I sell, because I, I, I make good sales, they're kind of okay with me speaking out. Like, and this is mm. like, that just is a messed up, messed up just world we live in. I was like, okay, well, I guess if I make you money it doesn't doesn't matter and nothing changed either me mm-hmm. speaking up doesn't change anything and i it's whatever I, le- I left them a nice letter before i left uh for california a nice letter about a certain manager at micro center um and he still works there so i so i would say don't follow me kids Keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, and take your money and go home. <clears throat> well, there's certainly a time and a place, right? Yeah, there's certainly a time and a place. Yeah. Certainly a time and a place. If you can't afford to not be employed, it kind of guides you in a certain way, right? Unless you're just one of those yeah. types that just has to speak out. I, yeah. <clears throat> I speak out way too much. Really? And that's why I have to work for myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, sometimes... Sometimes people are just jackasses and you just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of have to be like, yo, got to get in their face. There's a line. There's a line. <laughs> there's a line here. Yeah, I know. Um, the, the person they were messing with had, uh, had a, a wife and kids, so mm-hmm. he couldn't speak out, but mm. I can. So, but the, yeah. so you were in a less vulnerable spot and also you yes. had a little bit more street cred because you were successful at what yes <laughs> yeah okay yeah but uh yeah but yeah i did that uh i did some sales for uh <laughs> for play fusion uh when i came to california at first um mm-hmm. which does warhammer and light oh. seekers yeah so i would go to like all of the 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 geeky shops around uh-huh um, that sold cards and, and yeah, yeah. Um, full sets and stuff like that. And there's a lot of them in California. Mm. And I got to meet people. I did some Dungeons and Dragons 
that's cool uh meetups with a few with a few people there and i was like man this is this is this is great <laughs> this is great yeah 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 it was legit yeah i was like man that, it it made me really like california um it's just too expensive there mm. which is why i moved <laughs> moved to texas word recently word yeah so I mean, we're when, talking, you, yeah, when you were in California, were you still making it as a go as, as a YouTuber? I know your like your last YouTube video was like almost four years ago, right? Yeah, I stopped um, right after I. There was this video I made when I got a divorce, um, and I would yeah. say like the divorce is kind of the reason why. Like, I didn't have that drive. It mm -hmm. kind of like a lot of what happened like drained me mentally oh. and emotionally, you know, that like, yeah, I wanted to edit. So I did edit, um, but I left it alone after I finished it and mm. never showed anyone. I showed um, Super Bunny Hop at the mm -hmm. time because me and him used to live close. And, okay. and he was like, wow, this is great. Like you should show it. So I, I wanted to finish it. Um, so when I flew over to California, I did a couple ending shots and mm. that's the last video, the, the break video. Yeah. That's what I put out. And I was like, all right, let me just, I'll just put it out there for anyone who's, <laughs> who felt the same feeling I had. Yeah. Um, and left it without words and stuff and just kind of let it be open to interpretation. I guess. That was a beautiful piece, man. That video. Um, appreciate it yeah uh, it really jumped out at me um one of the comments from that video i remember when i was watching it someone said that i think it's like a, like a four or five minute video like it's not super long but when yeah. they hit, when they got done finishing they felt like it had been a long video like it had somehow been a long trip from yeah. minute from the first second all the way to the end and i had that same sense of it too i wrote down at the end of that video, you played, uh, I think it was the intro from the, the Whiplash drum solo. That it's, yeah. And you listed a bunch of words break, breakable, break up, <laughs> breakdown, heartbreak, break free, breakthrough, unbreakable. Yeah. And, and like, I, when I put that out there, I was like, I didn't want to give the wrong image of like i'm un like being unbreakable like that's you're not going to be unbreakable you know like i it's more like you've gone through shit and you're better for it you've you've yeah. you've learned from the experience self-reflect mm -hmm. you know and you probably won't be breakable in the same way you know but yeah but it seemed like most people got like the right idea from it. I didn't want to make it seem like Oh, you did. You know. And yeah. and, and in fact me asking you to kind of elaborate on it in some sense does it an injustice because it stands I think it stands up. Um and it yeah. paints a picture. But um and it tells that that little sequence of words uh tells a a little like a like a montage fashion almost of something happened. It had it had an effect on me. I was hurt. I was down, but then I passed through it. I learned something and I was stronger for it. Yeah. That's like exactly. the human story, bro. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Is 
going out, confronting the world, finding the things that hurt us, getting hurt, and then getting stronger as a result. When yeah. I, I think when I first saw that video was the first time I thought, okay, I point, when I put Matt Visual in the back of my brain, he'd be like, okay, this is a person I eventually want to so, somehow connect with. Yeah. And it's oh, been yeah. in the back of my mind all this time. So <laughs> such a thrill. But look, um, we actually skipped a few things getting okay. to this point that I want to ask you about. I think they'll be kind of fun. <laughs> I, want, okay. I, think I think they'll be kind of fun. So I want to rewind a little bit more back to um, Matt is doing Guild Wars 2 content and kind of passing through. Because you notice if you look at your channel history that, yeah, mm -hmm. you have the music at the start, a whole bunch of Guild Wars 2, and then at some point, Visual Wood came in, and then at some point, it went from being more Guild Wars focused to being more variety focused. I wonder yeah. if you could describe to me, well, maybe how did how did your, your let's start with Wooden Potatoes and your collaboration with him. Can I ask you about how that came about? <laughs> I <laughs> um, okay, so at the time, um, I mean, we we watched everyone. Well, at least I did. I watched uh -huh. everyone, and I talked to. To everyone I could at the time. I mean, back in the day, like that's just kind of what you did. You all the YouTubers people talk to each other, and plus you you met them at these things that ArenaNet would have mm -hmm. these uh, little uh, get-togethers um, okay. if they were in the United States. But um, and when potatoes, uh, I I can't remember how I got his Skype. I can't remember how that came about. I think we, I think he might have messaged me on about something random. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, why don't we do something? And he was just kind of like on the fence for a little bit. Uh -huh. I was like, it's like oh, fuck it, let's try, let's try it. And okay. um, yeah, and we, we were trying to think of what would work. And um, I think we did some like, the visual wood plays i mean we called it we called it like other things uh, uh -huh. but it's basically me and him playing a game yeah yeah and we just had great chemistry yeah like great chemistry i was like whoa he's the best chemistry i've ever had and still to this day ever had uh on on someone on on youtube uh -huh. you know uh -huh. um and we just we could just like turn on turn it on and start talking about random stuff. And he mm -hmm. would go with me and I would go with him with whatever rabbit hole that we would end up talking about bullshit uh. um, most of the time. But yeah, and we'll talk about other stuff while we're doing video games and stuff like that. So like, it just, we did a test episode and then we did a real episode of Visual Wood. Mm -hmm. um, and then we came up with the name, I think in that first few seconds. I think like I, I think I, I heard this interaction. I think y'all there was a different name episode. you were starting with. I can't remember something like generic sounding like let's play name, and then and then some, yeah. one of you you guys joked about Visual Wood. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, of course that just ran away People with it. How could it, it how could it not? How could it not be? <laughs> yeah, rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, me and him, um, we got together and 
we did a bunch of stuff, you know, a bunch of games, a bunch of longer games. We tried mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, classic YouTube fashion, you know, it wasn't getting, it wasn't like erupting or anything like that. During that time, I remember it was like Northern Lion that was doing stuff and all those types of guys at the time mm-hmm. doing Binding of Isaac and, and stuff. And there's like, it, it just during a time where Markiplier was starting to get big. Like a little bit before that, I think, um, and just to paint a picture, and it just wasn't working. British guy, black guy, just, just wasn't like nobody was just like, yeah, let's watch the new, you know, the two best friends or whatever, where the hell. It just wasn't. It wasn't working for people. It wasn't or, growing. Or we the just way didn't you put it. enough time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean, because it was like the same viewership each time, right? So right. at some point, and he had a very like like he was very scheduled in what he did during the day um to keep it active and always have a video going out because he he did everything he did patch notes lore oh and prolific he he was absolutely yeah he was he was on top of everything and all guild wars 2 i mean you see his account he earned all that you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah, eventually we just like, hey, uh, I guess I guess it's just not working, you know. Um, and we decided I wanted to do different things. I was going to continue to do different things because uh, I, I remember around, around the time I started talking to him, I was like, yo, I, I, I don't I feel like it's kind of dumb to stick with one game because you're everything is tied to that one game. Right. You know. Like as soon as if that game fails or the company does something stupid or whatever, it's done. And people don't watch you for, you know, like I'm I'm talking about like us, you know, in general, like, you know, during that time, variety was out of like, what? No, I watch, I come to, to, to Swifty to watch. Wow. And nothing else. I come to whatever yeah, you know, like during that time, that was like the thing. Nowadays, shit, you can play whatever the fuck you want. Like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, people still get a little weird, but it's not the same. Like, uh, yeah, you know, if, I, I, if, I had a- if a shooter guy is playing a shooter and the next big shooter comes out and he jumps on it, it's fine. It's easy. Yeah. It's not this. Yeah, it's not the same as you know MMOs. Like you're 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 pigeonholed. You're in. <laughs> yeah. You're in. I think that's yeah. definitely true. I, I interviewed uh, a dude named Enders. He's a, a, a Battlefield streamer. And he talked about this. Uh, about War, um, World of Enders? Not, not World of Enders. That's uh, uh, AKA Boots. That's someone totally different. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. I, you know him. I know him. Uh, yeah. No, he's, he's uh, like a hardcore shooter dude. He plays, he plays uh, Battlefield. He talked about this this problem his perspective on it is you can't is, is that he felt it was not smart to go variety until you had a certain a certain um, until you were at a certain mm. size that it, that it was worth the risk of losing the people who were there just there to see you play the game right the game that they liked and weren't there so much for you the personality but it, I, I think that what you said about the kind of youtube meta evolving it, it's more personality based than ever it seems yeah Oh yeah, now it is. Yeah, I I I must have been too early for my time. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, like yeah, maybe, or I just stopped, <laughs> which is my problem. 
Um, but uh, yeah, like I feel though, I mean, in retrospect, I think you should just do what the fuck you want to do. And, and because like the more stuff you try, the more chances you have for things sticking into the wall. And that's if you're like trying to grow a channel and trying to do all this stuff, you know, it was fun. And Guild Wars 2 videos stopped being fun. Yeah. So I started doing other things that was fun. You know, like that's, that's what, when, when it turns into a job, I'm just like, what? No, <laughs> no, I yeah. don't want to force myself to play a game. And it's not that Guild Wars 2 was bad because it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, far from it, but like, it, it, it's just playing the same thing over and over again. I am not a creature of habit. I constantly change. Mm-hmm. I move too much. I do like, yeah, huh. yeah. Guild Wars Two is probably the longest I've spent on anything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I started doing other stuff. I started like reviewing games and the first review was like, like I was trying to find myself. Like if you, if you like watch one of those, it's like way different than like one of my last pieces, which is like metal gear and resident evil and stuff like that. They sound completely different. Sure. When before I was doing like these whole like gimmicks and like me doing wacky animations and stuff like that i just ended up just being myself and just turning on the camera and improvising stuff sometimes mm-hmm. and then with that i edited around my improvis you know improvisation uh-huh. you know with like the script that i had and yeah uh i ended up really enjoying that so i actually re- ended up really enjoying it. so that's kind of how i yeah i got into uh branching out sure dipping my toes into other waters other than gilders too i think you did a smart thing man Uh, i think there's something horrifying about staying creatively rooted for fear of losing something losing the results right yeah Yeah. the subs whatever it may be um there's a there's a lot of videos that would have it would have made me sad if i didn't make because i was yeah, forcing myself to do Guild Wars too. You know, there's a lot of videos that came out. I was like, man, I'm glad I got a chance to do something like that. I'm glad I had a chance to, to try that out. Like the whole Japan trip videos, like that was wild. Like I went there, recorded a bunch of stuff, <laughs> have a terabyte of footage, 4K and everything, and I had to like build a computer around it so I can just edit it properly. Holy shit. Had them all them NVMEs, just trying to chug through that footage and make it cohesive yeah and it ended up all right right. (laughs) probably the best i could do at the time and i was i've i'm proud that really taught me a lot of skills that i still use just like forcing yourself to do these things yeah yeah okay i love those videos all of them all four of them you did about the japan trip yeah yeah i appreciate it yeah yeah, I, I try. Yeah, I try to mix it in. Try to mix it in. Make them so, all different in some way. Okay. Okay. I, I have a few questions about those videos, if I if I may. Okay. 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 Cool. Actually, I'm gonna lead into it. Um. Oh, we're gonna get deep. Okay. Ugh, all right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 
uh, before the Japan videos, uh, you did a video called End of 2016. And in that video, you talked about some changes going on in your life. One of them is a change in your, um, your medical world that allowed you to do things you never could before. Are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Periodic so... paralysis sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible for sure. I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. Um, I'm better now, but let me tell you, man, growing up was kind of shit. Um, so oh. there's this, it's like a genetic disease that runs in the family. And somehow I got some crazy mutation that made it the worst, um, where I would like just growing up, um, I would wake up paralyzed from the neck down. So I would be able to like move my eyes and my, a little bit of my neck, it would be kind of stiff, but I wouldn't be able to actually move anything else. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So that would happen continually, uh, for years until I just got fed up. You know, even put like stress on like uh, uh, the marriage, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, cause it, it started happening. Like it started to get bad, like uh, around mm -hmm. in my twenties and I started to figure out a way to lose weight. So I would just, I was trying every single thing under the sun um, to try to um get my body to respond like normal and not just have attacks every, every like week, it would mm. seem, mm. you know? And it's not just the attacks, the attacks would last days. So basically I was also, I was just perpetually just weak all the time. Okay. So I would never, I would lose the sensation of how it felt to run upstairs. Huh. So yeah, like, and I couldn't lift. I couldn't do anything. I so it wasn't just the actual like attack when you were actually, mm -hmm. but I, the lingering effects of feeling weak. Just yeah, like, the fallout. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I would just always be constantly at like sixty, seventy percent of strength, okay. and then sometimes just weaker than that. So I the first the first order of business was an elimination diet. And mm -hmm. through the elimination, I'm basically just eliminating everything and seeing what triggers triggers their attack. Because, um, you know, I look up online and there's like different forms of this stuff of periodic mm -hmm. paralysis. So they'll be like, oh, if you eat too much carbs, if you if if it's too cold, if you sit down too long, blah, blah, blah. Like they just have all these long lists of stuff like that. You have an attack and you're not going to be able to move. It's like playing a, a video game on hard mode. You know, <laughs> so I started... I started um, just trying shit. the elimination diet, trying shit, lost a bunch of weight. I used to be, at my biggest, I was like over 300, mm -hmm. 300 something pounds. And then I lost a bunch of the weight. Um, and so I was like really thin, but I would still get these attacks. Okay. It was just easier to be moved because I was significantly lighter. So, Okay something's not up right so i still need some i would get close like being vegan i was close like i would have less attacks but it was still kind of there then i started um going to visit neurologist and i had to find one finally a doctor that actually would take me seriously because it's a rare genetic disease no one mm. no one knows this stuff um they just think i'm lying or something or trying to get like i don't mm. know like um 
What's the word for someone uh, who, uh, who makes up unemployment? Uh, I can't think of the word. Anyway, I, I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And um, eventually found someone, and they even had like the old doctor. It was like Grady. It was a Grady Hospital in back in in Georgia, and they finally uh, took me seriously, a neurologist. And like they had the old this old neurologist come combine. And like I've only seen one other person with that same uh paralysis hmm. of all my years of being here in this hospital I was you had like, to get Jesus. grandpa out of retirement to help you out yeah, oh, yeah dude uh so he started me off with uh extazolamide and it's like it like there's no official medication for paralysis because it's that rare it's like one of out of every, out of every 250,000 or something wow. like that okay um and it seems like it so, varies like not everyone has it as badly as you do yeah yeah, exactly. And it helped. But what really kicked it into gear is a traveling um, doctor. She came in. Uh, my other doctor was like, yo, she knows about this, something of your case. Because he would like actually like ask people about my case. Like he actually cared. Like he was and actually trying to get an answer. It's yeah, so fucked yeah. that, that you have to say that, man. Like, it's so fucked exactly, that, like... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because some doctors just kind of just collect that check. I'm not saying all doctors do. But my gosh, to find the good ones, man, you know when you find a good one. They, like, ask you stuff. They, like, look in your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, they actually pay attention. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, damn. Yeah. Shit, take me out to dinner first. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So she came in. She gave me another pill. So I take two medications right. and with it, for some reason, blocks the certain mutation that I have or something like blocks huh. this genetic thing. I, I, I don't know. It, it worked to the point that I still get mild, like little numbness, mm -hmm. but not when I'm constantly exercising, constantly lifting and I'm eating properly. If I'm just stuffing pizza and, and chocolate all day, then I'm guaranteed tomorrow morning. I'm I'm not going to be bedridden, but I will be slower. It'll suck. You know, it will suck. It would suck. So huh. yeah, I just keep that routine. So I have to keep healthy. <laughs> so well, there's like, an incentive, you. man. Shit. It's a crazy incentive. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, I don't even drink juice anymore. I'm just like drinking this. Like um, I love this thing, but it's what it's is just it? Water. Water. It's called Spindrift, and it's just it's like. What do you call those uh, uh, sparkling waters? Uh, like Perrier, Perrier and, or, yeah, or or uh, yeah, all of those Waterloo, all of them. But this one has like real fruit in it, but still doesn't have like a bunch of like sugar. So it has a little bit of a flavor to it. it has an actual light. flavor, not that like there's just like oily like waterness that you get with with um with a lot of those like waterloo and all that like okay. you get like a slight headache sometimes you're like oh man i gotta actually drink real water oh my god yeah <laughs> like this one you don't really get that this one's just it's just fresh it's like cool. water mixed with a little bit of lemon and you know some bubbles so you but found yeah. something that worked oh, yeah. for you i did i did how did and that now change I can your actually life live a normal life oh it, it drastically changed it it I, I feel like I started life when that happened. Huh. I started going to the gym immediately and started, it was weird. It's like being normal for the first time. Well, I mean, close to normal for the first time in my life.
Uh-huh. I mean, it was normal enough. Like, I can't just go out there and eat and drink like everybody else. But, you know, like. But you can be out in the world and you can you could travel. I can still I can travel by myself and I have to worry about like, oh, no, what's going to happen to me? But yeah, I yeah, I got. Yeah, I got real good. And, and within, I was already getting a handle on it. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I was getting a handle of it, and that just kind of like nailed it in. So yeah, so I'm that's, living life to the fullest. That is <laughs> great. And that yeah. when you first talked about that, that I saw it was in that that end of 2016 video. You also had mm-hmm. had that 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 great little sequence about losing your friend losing his drone on the island or whatever yes oh yes oh my god i love that video i love that video <laughs> he's afraid of the ducks and <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he swam to it oh my god and we had that like there was this like white guy that was like a little bit scared but he was like so interested in our phantom drunk he we had like the older model he just got the the mavic one okay and he was like hey it's like oh here it is and we were like, oh, can we fly? And he was like, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it was such a weird <laughs> thing. And then, yeah. Ah! <laughs> like, it, at the time, they were probably like, like 1,300. Um, and uh, it's so funny that that happened because it hit the tree. <laughs> it hit the tree and went down. <laughs> didn't didn't he like, say well, in the video that was the second one? You... <laughs> that was the second one he lost? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Okay. But the guy that was in the video... Um, he want Aaron, what my friend wanted to fly it, so he's probably happy that he didn't fly it because he probably <laughs> because he hit his drone into the water, right? Aaron's drone, yeah, yeah, so yeah, he, he left right after that, but yeah, we swam to it, he couldn't find it, yeah, and uh, we met some people inside this place that I didn't show it in the video, but they were like super, they were weird too, mm. just I was. They're like, oh, like trying to. I don't know. Like, it, it's just like weird. You, you get that sense where it's just like, why are you helping us? <laughs> You're not hmm. with this park. Yeah, it's like weird. Yeah, like people very, just kind of know. out in the world and like, why? Why are they present to you? And like, what yeah, you're point out yeah, to do they're this like, thing? like, yeah, they ask for our numbers, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. And well, then yeah. right after that, <laughs> that guy comes up to us singing, <laughs> singing his little thing. Right, right. I was such a weird day. It the was such a Tyra. weird day. I remember right. Yes, yes. That. Uh, yeah. So th- that that was a great was a- video. <laughs> within within like I don't know, yeah. it's like it was not quite a year. You put out mm-hmm. the Japan trip, uh, the first mm-hmm. uh, of those four videos, and I guess the trip mm-hmm. had happened some months earlier or whatever. That yeah. Japan trip seemed like a really important moment almost. Um, it was what? you getting out into the world, going out on a, on a big trip. You had all this gear. You clearly put an enormous amount of effort into, re- into recording and documenting what you did and making these beautiful videos. Um, and... Um, there's a few things from it that, that I wanted to, to ask about, but maybe before I do, can you just describe, like, why did you decide to do this? First, to go to Japan, and second, to document it like this. Uh, yeah, I wanted... I realized, okay, so I grew up... 
I grew up in like a Christian home. All right. And I was taught when I was young that life is just you 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 find someone that likes you, you get married, you have kids, you mm-hmm. you work a job you probably won't like and you go to church every Sunday. Like that's life. That's that right. that's the dream. That's the American dream. Mm-hmm. And as I the first wake up call I had was Georgia and I was like, "Oh my god, like I didn't even know racism existed until I moved to Georgia. Like, I didn't even know. Like, in Miami, you had everybody. Everybody uh-huh, was there. Uh-huh. Haitians, Hispanics, like, it's everybody. Uh-huh. And you go out, you go over here, and Georgia's just white and black. And yeah. there's some weirdness that happens. And I, my bubble started to burst. I was just like, okay, like, there's more to the world than meets the eye. And slowly that changed because uh, I, I would question things. I would question things about church. I would question things, but I never really like really started to change who I was and like, okay, like maybe the stuff that I've thought about is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to see more of the world because, because this world does not revolve around, um, you know, my two States that I visited, you know, that one time. And then I, I, I started, uh, my uncle took me up to, to New York. Um, I w- then I traveled to North Carolina, like saw people there. Like I started to kind of get an idea of like, wow, every place is different. Every place has like their own thing. Yeah. When I go, when I, I wanted to do my first travel and it happened to be Japan, uh, super bunny hop wanted to go to Japan. Um, I went there and met one of my, one of my greatest friends, Patrick, Finland Patrick, um, that I still talk to, the, talk to to this day. Uh-huh. You know, when you meet that online friend, that's just like, perfect. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like perfect online friend, yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's right. You've seen the video, so he's, he's in there. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You describe him as Patrick the Finn God. The Finn God. <laughs> the Finn God. And I told him he was my favorite at the end, yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I learned just like man, <laughs> there's so much out here, like the way Japanese society is, and I, and this is just a guy first going there. You know, I know that like living there is a little bit different, as like sure. a lot of people are explaining to me now. But like being there, the way how people act, the way how the u.s is compared to japan like not have i i still can't get over that they don't have railings to block you from um jumping over um i guess like the thing that counts your ticket to go inside of like the train oh it's like a turnstile you can just walk yeah you can just walk right through it yeah you know in new york they have these bars that you feel like you're in jail and you have to go through Uh and everywhere they just have a way for you to get blocked here you you can just walk through it doesn't even have a guard and when it comes up it goes comes up really slow so you can literally just walk through it's like and, man, <laughs> and everyone's cool with it. everyone just, just just goes through the th- just, people people don't yeah. jump it people don't jump it when if you were to put that here people jump it every day 
every day. Yeah. You could just sit there and tip for 10 minutes and see someone jump it. Like there's no, there's no way people wouldn't jump it. Mm. But and and it's like everyone picks up after themselves, stuff like that. It's just it all these little things add up to this like you know, the world that I thought I lived in, you know, there's more to it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to definitely start traveling next year again. I know COVID happened and kind of shut everything down, but yeah, eventually things will start opening up again. And then I'm going to actually start going to different places again because mm -hmm. uh, I need to even visit Jamaica and I'm, I, I'm, I'm Jamaican and I haven't been in Jamaica. Oh, yet. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom is going to disown me. At <laughs> If, if, if you don't do get out there. there, yeah, if I don't do out there, but yeah, but yeah, that's what that's what pushed me. That's what pushed me to to kind of explore, and I still want to explore. Just when I was going to, things happened. But yeah, mm -hmm. so a sense that a sense that there's a bigger world out there, and mm -hmm. uh, and that you not only want to but can get out there and see it, get out there. Yeah. And be a part of it has anything changed for you now that you've well first off i recommend anyone who hasn't seen these japan videos watch them they're they're a joy to watch um great a great way to start to get to know matt of course um so at the end of the fourth video you did this, this yeah. short little section at the end um yeah where you described you kind of wrapped it up man you said you wanted it to be a living, breathing thing, which I think you succeeded in. And not just to be in our Japan blog, you wanted to give it your own, give it your own spin, yeah. true, to, true to form, yeah. right? Yeah. And that you never thought something like that would have been possible for you. And you ended it by saying, for future Matt, do not let this be the last place you visit. I'm absolutely yeah. going to do it again. I miss it. <laughs> and it time. haunts me every time. <laughs> I need to go again. And I need to film it again. It will be different, obviously, because I've changed. They definitely have changed now. And I, ever since then, like, I've moved around, mm -hmm. you know, like, Texas is the new adventure, you know, and I bounced around when I was in California trying to find different places, different people. I met so many people mm -hmm. that I still talk to now. And had so many opportunities because I made the risk to like, you know, sell my stuff and just drive across the U.S. for something new. Mm -hmm. You know, I took that. I couldn't travel outside of the U.S., but I, I traveled a lot in here in pursuit of like actually being able to be financially able to actually move and. um visit some of these places yeah but yeah like i yeah i it was it was a huge turning point because it was like at the time all right we're gonna get deep here at the time um the whole thing with the ex-wife was kind of going down yeah. And we had to make a choice. Do you want to come with me or not? Um, she wanted to go. And I didn't want her to hate me. Like, for like, oh, I don't want you to go because we're going to 
we're we're probably going to split. So you had already gone this. pretty far down the road of hey, this is probably yeah, that yeah. This wasn't like some fast thing. I'm like oh bye, you know, like yeah. it was just yeah. conversations, and then it. It, as the conversation, it, it went <laughs> it went down the toilet after, after a few conversations at the end. But as it always does. But well, That's not bad. always. But yeah, but yeah, it's like a hard it's, thing, dude. It's a hard, hard thing. But we both had a good time. And um, my favorite moments of the two of you in those vlogs was the the karaoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, we we ended up having a good time. Yeah, um, man, karaoke. That was like. I don't think I've have done karaoke again after those those ways. I have to do that again. Karaoke's I really a beautiful do have thing. To do again. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I Just, you know enough drinks in you, and you could kind of you know hit absolutely. some high notes. Yeah, I I grew up a choir boy. My mama was a choir director in the church, so I uh, I have an outsized amount of confidence when it comes to karaoke, far exceeding my skills. You understand. <laughs> and one of the the clips from the the vlog you did my all time favorite karaoke song uh, Aerosmith don't want to miss a thing oh shoot yeah don't want to close my, my eyes my eyes yeah yeah oh my god yeah that, <laughs> I remember a lot of those songs from Rock Band yeah <laughs> I can't word, do that word. before I really got into rock after the fact I really had to step up my music. After that, I was just like, man, and I love, I mean, I love music, but I felt like my love for music really happened after the fact. I um, think that, like, you're asking about, like, have I changed since then? Yeah. Drastically. Yeah. Really? I feel like every year, yeah, every year I feel like I would want to be a better version after every year. Like, mm -hmm. looking back and be like, okay, how did I? this year like i'm not i learned from my mistakes you know from this or that and how to do this and you know i would i would hope so you know to eventually become you know wise you know when i get significantly older if i even have kids so i can kind of like share my experience and hopefully the legacy lives on of just the dawkins dawkins legacy i don't know i don't know if my family even has that but yeah yeah, but yeah, I feel like um, sounds like you want to leave your mark. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about like leaving the mark of, in terms of like, oh yeah, I did this great thing. Well, children you know? are the ultimate act of creation, man. True. True. I've been I've been thinking like, I don't know if I want to have kids. Yeah. Do you want to have kids? I am going to be 40 in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Still time. I've been married for almost a decade. Oh. We don't have kids. So I don't think it's going to happen for us. I don't think that's our, that's our path. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. just I mean, I, I, I think about that a lot and like, okay, like you could spend an unlimited amount of time with the person. Mm -hmm. that you love you know and hopefully that's you know you're not staying with each other for i mean this is this shouldn't be a conversation but you're not staying for for reasons like you know i have kids with this man or blah blah blah, blah or whatever like right. that it's just strictly just 
you enjoy each other's company and you want to share the rest of your life being partners in crime. You know, I, 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 that deep connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kids just get in the way. <laughs> I kids? say that even though my, my best friend got married and had his own kid and, I'm, and he's just like a slave now. And I'm just like, oh man, so this is how it feels to be like the, the single guy looking at his best friend married and, and talking shit on the side. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, you got kids. Uh, you can't come out <laughs> with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, maybe that's just the story us, us uh, childless folks tell ourselves, you know? True. So supposedly when you have it, like, it changes everything. And all of a right. sudden, like, a door opens in your mind and you're all of a sudden just a greater person because of you have a kid now. <laughs> Yeah, well, not not all parents <laughs> become better people. That's for sure. Uh, yes, but definitely not. It seems like there is something definitely. really important about it. I I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's uh you know uh, abiding within the world and kind of being with people. It's it's not something that lives in your mind. And it it, it life is meant to be lived out in the world. Uh, you mm. know, ha- having contact with what's real, what's out there, and. There's something about having children that is kind of an, uh, a peak contact with what the world is and what it's about. I think it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to duplicate. I think um, yeah, it is an enormous commitment, and it, maybe it's not, probably not for everyone. I don't know. I don't know how my parents dealt with having me and my three siblings going at the same time. Four seems like a lot to me. I honestly have no idea how they did it. Uh, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I just. I, I, in my late thirties, I'm just starting to figure out on how it is for you, man. Uh, but I'm just trying mm. to figure out like who the hell I am for the first time. I feel like, mm. like but what, what I'm supposed to be doing here on earth, like what, what's the point? If, if you'd asked me this question five years ago, I would have said probably just to go to work and play video games. Cause that's all I, that's yeah. all I'd really figured out. And you know, I made it, I made yeah. it work with my wife and we loved each other. Yeah. What what was I adding to the world? What was I creating? And this podcast is like one kind of one kind of yeah. expression of what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I feel that. Easy. I I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I I've been thinking about that. Yeah, man. man uh, 30s is the new 20. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like this is when it's time to figure this stuff. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Millennials, we fucked up all our 20s and did a bunch of stupid stuff. It's true, man. Because we're doing, yeah. And then, I mean, now, now the the the, the Zoomers and I don't know, I don't know all these names. Who knows the Zoomers thing? They're a mystery. Yeah, they're they're like way. Yeah, they 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 got things now that we did not have back. Growing then up with social media, all. like from a very young age, is something I find it hard to imagine. <sighs> it's got to change your brain. People, yeah, it changes people, man. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like dating. Dating is become a little weird, and sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I should date someone older than me. <laughs> like, mm. I was just like, not older, well, not too much older, but like, you know, it's just I don't. I don't. I know a lot of guys. Older guys tend to go for the young, younger people. Sure. But like, I, I'm like, man, no, 
No, because I feel like when you grow up with social media, guys too, it's not just like women, it's just, it's, they're just different. They, they, um, they are like, there's so many fish in a pond type, type view where it's like everything is the microwave generation and you go on these apps and they get you addicted to kind of swiping on looks. And then mm -hmm. you just pick one out of the letter and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go on a date with him and her and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it, you're, you're, you're more, you're more reluctant to work things out with someone when it's definitely workable. Um, the, I think the younger generation would not work out. They would just go to another person to, because they yeah. always think the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. I was talking to yeah. a buddy of mine. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He works as a, as a news producer. He's way too fucking busy. And uh, he, um, I think that what, what we, 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 uh, we're talking about his dating life. Like he's just dating girls and dealing with stuff and heartbreaking, you know, all, all, the, all the good human stuff. And not yeah. so good. Uh, and the, the, the reality that kind of surfaced is like, you need to put a lot of time into someone to know if you should put a lot of time into someone. Yep. Yep. It, 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 it's, it's, the, it's the apps that got us into this thing. Yeah. Think so? Like, you think it's all a technology problem? I don't know if it's all technology, but people are more reluctant to, to walk up to somebody and yeah. say, hey, how you doing? Let's uh, go on, on a date. And because, you know, things are weird now and, you know, COVID and all this type of stuff. There's oh, so many things change. Yeah. Even, um, even without COVID, time. but it seems like COVID really intensified yeah. all these. Oh, it's it's really, kind of parts yeah. of the way that we interact with technology that, that seems like they're bringing us together, but actually kind of pull us apart more than mm -hmm. maybe once have. Anything out. Like, yeah. Um, the the idea of having so much opportunity from being connected, not to just people you, I don't know, go to work with and see on the bus, yeah. but everyone who's on this app who can download it from anywhere in the world. And hell, I, I met my wife online. Like We were on oh, OkCupid. Really? And actually... Uh, Whoa, OkCupid, oh shit. Yeah, brother, okay. old school. Yeah, we... we uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, quite a, it's quite a story and a little bit of a long one. I won't... I'll try to keep it brief, but essentially, I I was going through my own kind of awakening, like a decade and some change ago, back in I guess two thousand eight and nine. I was figuring out some shit. I was losing some weight. I was starting to catch up with some old friends from high school, and my, my buddy said, "Man, you need to get out there and date." I was like, "How the hell do I date?" Like I was living in the middle of nowhere. I had nothing going on really outside of traveling to meet my buddy, and I was uh, I'd started uh, singing with with a, a barbershop chorus. If you're familiar with barbershop quartets, hello, my baby, hello, my honey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was the youngest person there by about 50 years. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like my, my, my life, my life was pretty small. I had a hard time meeting people. So he's like, you need to get yeah. online. I was like, uh, okay, it's scary, but fine. And like the day yeah. after I made my profile, okay, Cupid, the person who ended up becoming my wife messaged me and she was living in Europe. And, I was and, and she messaged you, right? Yeah. First. Yes. 
I have an idea. Like I say the best relationships because I've dated a lot. And the best relationships I've had is the girls who message first. Huh. Isn't that something? Maybe. Yeah. The like the ones that I had to message first to get it going. Um, because sometimes you'll get like people who actually have a conversation to have these one. And then some people will just give you a sentence, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I just ghost right after that. <laughs> I'm putting my yeah. dirty laundry on your brutal your man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, they're not they're they're not into you if they're giving you a little sentence for sure. If they're not if they're giving you a little sentence and they're not asking you anything about yourself or anything like that, yes, that's a waste of time. Yes, it's a waste of time, and that's how because I I have to use the apps because like this is this how you that's the meta nowadays right? yeah yeah that's the meta you know so i've learned my way of what to use my time for mm. but yeah i'm sorry what was the original thing that we were talking about i think i just derailed you were talking about meeting your wife oh yeah okay and i i met okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're talking about remember, messaging man. first Mess- remember, it was messaging man. first all right let's make sure Tell you what. this I'll is actually sure cut you off no no yeah, it's, yeah. it's good it's good it's good you know what this is actually a good moment for us to take a short break should we do that? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's stretch our legs real quick. Everyone grab a fresh cup of whatever you're drinking. We'll be back in like five minutes. Oh. Be right back. And we're back. I'm Deeg interviewing Matt Visual. We're going to take a few minutes to actually give away a few Guild Wars 2 community chests. Yes. Ooh. We've got a Courtesy. few of these to give away. So... Uh, giveaways are not something I know a lot about, but I have a giveaway thingamajigger loaded up on my screen. Let's see if this actually works. Cantha? Cantha? <laughs> These are in celebration of Cantha. Uh, it says there are zero eligible users. That can't be right. Azure Avocado is waiting for the million dollar question for Matt. Everyone wants to know one thing. I want to know what everyone wants to know. What does everyone want to know? I don't know, but I want to know now too. <laughs> is is it oh will will I be playing Gilbert's too? I swear that's like everyone's question. They always joke around with me constantly. Hey, Matt. You become known for something. It's kind of, I don't know, I think it's kind of a show of respect. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be playing Cantha. Not everyone has that I mean, to get known for. You're going to be playing it? I have to. You have to? I've caught, I've caught Colin called me out. I can't. I can't just, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just not play. No, no, I, I, I definitely want to play. The, the, the thing about Guild Wars is that it's the it's the coming back after months and not having any skills or any of the traits unlocked. Uh-huh. And the only way to do that is the, to find a group to run trains with. And it's just like, ah, why? Let me play. Let me pay for it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, something. What do you have to do? And I guess you either you have, have to get to the mounts. run around. You have to run around because you can't do it yourself. It takes takes it'll, 
Well, you probably could do a build. I'm going to ask myself what yourself. you need to catch up on, I guess, the hero points. The hero points. Dude, we could not got the hero points, you and me, in one night. Easy. Easy. Yeah, two people. I might take you up on that. I yeah. might take you up on that. Yeah, we, we'll, uh, we'll figure I need to catch up. I, it's, you have to do it for each and every <laughs> how many? How many? How many classes do you play? How many professions would you play? Yeah, I know. I need to. Fi- I need to figure out which one I'm going to play. You know, what's going to happen is I'm going to do it for a guardian, uh-huh. and then I'm going to be like, you know what? I want to play the warrior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to do it for the warrior. Yeah. It's oh my god. That's my, like my, the only thing. Uh. My experience of doing those those uh, skill point unlocks is like after you do it the first time, you kind of figure out where all these places you need to go are, and then you just mm. like. Put a commander tag on, and people will show up where you're going. It's not that hard. Really? Okay. You can buy hero points in World D World. There you go. What? Apparently, what, is it, what does it cost? How come? I, how come the wiki doesn't All right. tell me these things? I think we're gonna do a giveaway here of one of these community chests in about two minutes, and it's based on active users, which means you have to be typing in the chat. So if you're listening to this. And you want a Guild Wars 2 community chest, just type something in the chat. If you're a sub, you get a little bit of luck. Not a lot, but a little. A little luck. I'll roll it at 35 past the hour. But yeah. <clears throat> so, gotta play versus wanna play. This is a world I didn't understand until I started making podcasts. Oh, really? It's, it's, I didn't know how weird it was going to be. It was kind of fun at first because one of the things I was trying to figure out when um, I started doing the podcast, which was just before the pandemic, start of 2020, is like games weren't giving me what I wanted anymore. Like I was playing games and like not, no, there's some kind of itch I couldn't scratch. Like let's do something yeah. creative. Let's do something creative. Yes. What can I do? I figured out pretty quickly that being in a video editor was going to be hell. I didn't want to do any edited content. I was like, well, what does that leave mm-hmm. me? Okay, well, I have this conversational skill. Let's, let's apply that and see where it goes. So this ended up being the thing. And then yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, I should play this because I might want to do this content. That was really exciting, right? For a little while. And then after a little while, it became... Oh no, I've done this kind of content. That means I have to play this now because it's a continuation on what I've already done. It, 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 it's a. Uh, what is that? Do you experience that or did you experience that? Um, of what being. Which part? Being stuck at like having to do the same thing? The sense or... of as a creator feeling like you have to play something. You actually, you actually said it earlier. About yeah, having to yes. play, having to play End of Dragons versus wanting to play End of Dragons. What is that calculus yeah, you, like for you? Yeah, it, when you have to ask you the question, that's when you know. <laughs> that's when uh, you know. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Has this become one of those things that I don't want to do? Yeah, and um, because you're 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 doing it because you have to have coverage, right? That's how me and the other uh, tubers used to think about it. It's like, okay, we have to have this coverage and we can enjoy the game right now. We have to think of every, we have to put on like 
the the YouTube goggles, you know, see everything through content, you know, glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would make a good good content. I should mm-hmm. write that down, or I should just film it right now and put it up. I should, and it's after a while, it just gets like that's why I was like almost wanting to go into Twitch because I could just play a game and just relax and enjoy myself. Yeah, the stakes like, are a little lower. Yeah, you know, I was like, man, these. These dudes are just sitting down playing games. All I have to do is be good at something or <laughs> make mm-hmm. someone laugh. And that's literally it, right? I was like, yeah, maybe maybe that's that's the way to go. Because like sometimes like sometimes you just want to sit down and just want to play. Just true, wanna... man. So true. Yeah. So like, yeah, have you ever had moments where the feeling of having to play something actually brought you to an experience that you enjoyed and might not have had if you had only been playing what like sounded fun to you in the moment like has gutting through that feeling ever been felt good hmm it's a weird question because um, it's something it's something that i i find in, in my own my own experience is a lot of time i'm not aware of the thing that will feel good once i put it in a little bit of effort to kind of get over the initial hump yeah uh yeah, the initial hump. Sometimes JRPGs can be like that. Um really? let's see. Yeah. <laughs> it only gets good after 15 hours. Oh, um <laughs> we don't have that type of <laughs> type of luxury these days. Um huh. I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think. Um I remember trying to play Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker and pushing through that and I end up just not doing a video of it because it was just so freaking weird. Mm. Weird and stuff is it was like the start of his weirdness, man. I mean really? they're all weird. They're all weird, but that's I a really world. enjoyed the first three games and then <laughs> four four and other ones with Quiet and and what's what's her name? P Peta? Pia? Something like that. Some little tiny girl that wasn't a tiny girl, but you thought of her as a tiny girl. Mm. She would do things that she should not be doing as a tiny girl. It's just like, ah. That stuff always creeps me out, man. It creeps. Oh, no, you probably saw it. You probably saw it in one of the videos. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with you? And she like goes on this under the, 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 um, the whatchamacallit, uh, the cardboard box with snake. Yes. It was in, I think, yes, because it, it was in the start of one of those 20, 2026, I mean, 2016 yes. video or something like that. Yeah, I, been I, I do remember video. that. Yeah. And I, that was me saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to review this game because it, it's, it's taking I think, too much. Um, yeah. I think of all the videos of yours that I've seen that, like, uh, I, I kind of picked that out from the, the Yandere simulator. Stop. <laughs> my most viewed my right. most viewed video <laughs> is the video where I'm shitting on the mic talking about like anime girls. Like that's how shitty YouTube was back then. That's <laughs> this is me. This is me raging, but like it's, it's, that's how it was. Literally, I could have had a career playing anime boob games. And I decided <laughs> to just do more <laughs> like structured <laughs> because that's what made me happy. That is so crazy. Yeah. 
That is yeah. so crazy. Here, here are my notes from watching this video. All right, because it's the most viewed <laughs> video. I got to see what's going on. Schoolgirl murders other schoolgirls? Question mark exclamation point. To prevent them from capturing senpai's attention? Question mark exclamation point. Can't actually interact with senpai. Only manipulate others around him. Keeps accidentally killing girls in basketball court. Nervous tick? Question mark. LOL, a girl Matt failed to kill seduce senpai equals heartbroken. Jesus Christ. Trank's victim throws in a box, restrains her in a basement, kills all the girls with a katana. Yeah. Who is this, who is this experience for? I don't know. Is it a parody man. of something? It's a parody, well, yeah, in a way, of like tropes. But you're Trope. playing, you're playing that trope of the the lovesick girl. Okay, Yandere. Yeah, is that what that means? So I don't know these yeah. tropes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm totally head. unplugged from the anime world, man. I'm like as unanimated. Oh, really? As Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. The most anime I've ever consumed. I back in my high school years, I watched Cowboy Bebop. And because of that, I eventually watched Samurai Champloo as well. That's it, though. Don't don't watch the live action. Oh right, I heard that it that it. I don't know, like it didn't doesn't have it. Didn't have it. It's missing. Oh. It's missing the soul, or what made the anime so good is missing completely, completely That's, that from sucks. it. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was like kind of. I don't know. It's like it's Netflix, but you. <laughs> we had like we had like a, some of that. Like okay, may, oh maybe this might be good. This way you saw the intro. Uh, like, had a moment. Okay. Had a moment. Had a moment. Um, to answer your question. I think Just Cause Three. I played that. I was like looking for a game to review at that time after I finished the Fallout series, mm -hmm. and I think Just Cause Three was like. A surprise. I did not think I was going to like that game. It was a pleasant surprise. That's like that, that sandboxy, action-y kind of yeah. fly around, cause a bunch of damage kind of game, right? Yeah. Like something that can easily get boring. <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. At least nowadays, that would easily get boring. Like I can't even stomach Far Cry anymore. Mm -hmm. Or any Assassin's Creed. Even though I love those games. And I'm like yeah. the only one who loved Desmond. So whatever. we grow beyond those I, things, though, right? Yeah, we do. We grow beyond yeah. those things. I think it's fascinating when when a lot of these old games get repackaged and put back out again into the world. Uh, like like um, I mean, there are remakes, of course, but I'm talking about like just um, like remasters where it's just like the same thing with a coat of paint. Like Diablo two came out with a remaster recently. Um, yeah, World of Warcraft, of course. Very famously with WoW Classic. Um, there's this interesting thing of people going back to something that they loved at a different part of their lives. And sometimes they remember it. They romanticize that memory. Right. And then when they go back to it, and they're like, maybe Majora's Mask wasn't that great. <laughs> Was I an idiot at that age? <laughs> No, 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 no. Impossible. Uh, don't raise at me. Don't raise at me. Um, 
What's it called? Like, um, yeah, like some games. I, I, I mean, I love uh, Mario sixty four, but I'm pretty sure going back to it, I'm gonna be like, man, this fucking camera. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That terrible <laughs> sound. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Yeah, so super annoying, super annoying. Um, but it's funny. I enjoyed sixty four more than I enjoyed Odyssey. Now, hmm. probably going back to it, I wonder if, is it nostalgia that, you know... Are we so really you enjoyed 60 more more when it came out than Odyssey when it came out. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think, I think that's, that's the better way to say well, it. Well, bro, when 64 it, came out, to... what other yeah. 3D games were there when 64 came out? I remember being in a Toys R Us, right? In, like a, in, in uh, one of those ancient demo stations they used to have before N64 came out. Back when I, I was still reading articles about it being called the Ultra 64. And I sat there at that, well, I stood there at that station. I played this game and my brain felt like it was melting. Like trying to control this camera, trying to move this character around being in this world. Like the idea of a 3D space inside of a 2D screen, I feel like it was reprogramming my brain. It was yeah. a major like threshold moment for me in my, my, my young gamer life. And, uh, I don't know. To this day, I still can't make myself play 2D games for some reason. What? Yeah. See, those are my favorite. Yeah, there, there are great games out there, right? Yeah. I just... Tons. I give this a lot of thought, man. Um, I think it has something to do with my ADHD or something. Um, uh. And the feeling of not being physically connected enough to the point of view of the the actor in the game something about being in the eyes like for a first person game or over the shoulder with a third person game i feel like i can i'm there and that is what i want and if i'm looking at like at an isometric view or or even like a side-on view for one of the many amazing platformers i'm just like who cares i don't know oh, that, that means you've been trying vr then for sure oh <gasps> no I'm so behind the curve. Oh my god! What, what is it like? Two hundred dollars now to get in? Get in the. I'm a late adopter, dude. I'm a late, late, late adopter. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like early adopter for sure. <laughs> I had like the first one, and now I have the Quest Two. Yeah, like just you put it on now. Like before, I had to set up everything. Now I just put it on, and I'm there. I'm like, wow, this is technology is moving fast, man. What do you think about VR? I think it's not quite there yet, but it's getting there. That's it's what I keep there. hearing. Yeah. What's that going to take? Like, uh, oh, man. I think, I think we're getting slow. I mean, from what's happening with metaverse stuff and crypto and stuff to them actually making gloves for VR mm -hmm. from facebook making gloves that actually work properly and um i mean you got so improving the the, the tactility of it what does crypto bring to it uh well the whole like digital assets like you know it's like watching ready player one and all the crap that you see in those rooms sure when they go to like their their housing mm -hmm. um it actually being real assets that you can like sell and so ownership ownership of the internet okay. ownership of 
your world. This is a big pivot for us, Matt. Oh God, let's not. Let's not. People hate. People hate. Hate crypto talk. Hate it. They hate NFTs. They hate it all. You must Let's have it not. rough then, man. You, you, your oh, Twitter bio, your Twitter bio, you are the crypto daddy. I am the crypto daddy. And then you have a four-letter acronym that I had to actually look up. B-A-Y-C. <laughs> Board eight Yacht Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that put me down a rabbit hole, man. Oh, I didn't even know. God. I bought those, those stupid apes um, months ago. When they came out. Right. And now so, they're worth so much money. So Bored Ape, Bored yeah. Ape is like, it, this is, is, the reason it's hard to talk about this is because there's so much groundwork you got to lay, I feel like. Yeah, it, it's, it's too much, really. Yeah. To me. It stretches, <laughs> yeah, it's it stretches the brain. Yeah. But, but, but basically, like, yeah. so at first, I think another problem, too, is when you look at crypto and NFTs, um, it's easy to kind of dismiss it because... The way people use technology now is kind of incompatible with that mm -hmm. that way of thinking about digital goods. Like we all just right click and download whatever we see. Um, like it's it's we we're we're used to like oh I like this video on YouTube I'm just going to download it or whatever. Like it's it's so easy to get copies of stuff. The idea that there would be an ownership of this that that is doesn't prevent that copying from happening, but still means something is kind of confusing using and i think what people don't see is that this is kind of like the first wave right or one of the first yeah. waves of um uh really really durable receipts and what does that mean durable uh uh sort of decentralized receipts um mm. now i don't know a lot everything about this technology i'm sure there's a lot you could teach me i've just done some research i'm not in it myself yeah. um but what I am is a kind of a curious observer, and especially of sort of the what, the dynamic you described earlier: people hating NFTs, people hating crypto. Why? Yeah. Why is there hate? Um, I. It will be hard to pinpoint because everyone probably have everyone probably has their own reasons. The okay. first one that always comes up is uh, the environment. People right. think like NFTs are single handedly you know, going to kill us all. Um, um, right. And I, I think that's like crypto in general before we move towards like, what well, like things like Cardano does, like it's proof of stake. Where okay. you're actually staking you, the, the, your owned Cardano or owned Ethereum instead of doing proof of work, which is what, um, what you're basically, okay. You, when you're using your Visa card yeah. and you're swiping, it goes through computers, right? Yeah. The bank and everyone's doing that for you. With Ethereum, no one's doing that. It's decentralized. Mm -hmm. So people do it. People says, okay, you can take some of my computer's power and you give me a little Ethereum, you know, for being able to prove your transactions. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how that's generated so nfts people who are mining are um you know proving all these transactions so it's generating power that ultimately you know causes you know bad environmental stuff and that's but like 
that's how it's controlled, yeah. right? The idea is you have to solve really, really difficult computational problems, which mm -hmm. limits the supply of the thing to prevent it from becoming inflationary. Mm. I think that that's it's the way it's uh, supposed to work, right? Proof of work? Yeah, proof of work. And because it's bound by computation, that means it's informally bound by uh, hardware and the power that supplies it. Yeah. So right now, it's not great. <laughs> it's mm. not great. But there's no stopping the train. That's the thing. And um, there's, all, there's that argument. There's the people who miss out that are also get kind of angry. Um, yeah. There's people who, yeah, you know, you know that, you know that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 there are the people who, who uh, are on the inside of the FOMO curve and the outside of it, right? That's an easy yeah. dynamic to understand. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, really, as an outsider who doesn't know anything, going on Twitter and searching up NFTs, you get a lot of filth. You get a oh, lot yeah. of shit. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't, you just, just like, who do you trust? You can't trust anybody. Everyone's trying to make money. Everyone's yes. trying to do this, trying to do that. Like, like it's very easy to go look at the space and like, this is stupid. All mm -hmm. of this is stupid. Why the fuck would I pay thousands of dollars for this? This is dumb. These yeah. people are not credible. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's very easy. You have to like slowly get into it to kind of see like who are the right people, mm -hmm. who are going to be the 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 Google and Facebook of Web 3.0. You know, who are you actually investing in? Web 3.0. That's the word that folks in crypto use to describe this idea of digital goods ownership. Mm -hmm. I learned that one, too. I don't know what I think about that. I watched it's, an interview a long time ago between yeah. um, an AI scientist named Lex Friedman. He's a prolific podcaster. You may have heard of him, may not. And Vitalik Buterin. And I might be saying his name wrong, but he's the guy who made Ethereum, right? Yeah. You know the name clearly. Uh, yeah. I, 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 was, I, I, I scanned for this when I... This is part of the rabbit hole of seeing BAYC and then figuring out a bunch of shit. Um, yeah. And one of the things that Buterin said is... Where did I put it? Here it is. Um, that he actually is on record saying NFTs are overrated. And mm -hmm. in that interview, he said, I think I was probably wrong about that. And that he couldn't personally relate to the concept of spending a lot of money on a digital good. And he doesn't understand the psychology behind spending, say, $200,000 on an original digital art piece. And if it were him, if he had a mansion to decorate, he probably just photocopy shit because, you know, whatever. Yeah. What are what are the Vitalik Buterans who don't understand that idea of ownership? What are they missing about this? Well, okay. I think one thing has to be said is that Vitalik he's filthy rich. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that aspect of what he thinks is of like of importance to do. Uh huh. His understanding is completely different from us. Yeah, different. You know what I mean? Important context. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because so, because he always seems a little bit young in the head every time I see him talk. But yeah, like he's a. Uh, 
he's a bit different. Um, but yes, a lot of people do think this way um, because they don't. Um, it's not, I, I'm not going to say it's like a good or bad thing to actually like dive into this stuff, but like, because you, you just never know. Like I usually tell people don't, don't do it and just watch. So whenever you see an opportunity, you can kind of jump in if you want to jump in. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like, it's not like everyone's game. Like everyone's, everyone's not winning like it was in, in August. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, I would say, um, we could bring it back to a, a practical thing of okay. like, imagine you have baseball season tickets, if those okay. exist. Yeah. And one of them, and the, the team sends out these NFTs, and these NFTs are the seasonal tickets. Mm -hmm. You can show these to get inside and get your seat, or whatever like that. Let's say something happens, you want to sell it what you don't like the team anymore or you just need the money mm -hmm. you can just take it and this NFT could have other stuff too like you know be able to go to a lunch or so, or some type of special seating at a convention or blah 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 so it has some Attached perks thrown in with it like maybe some discounts on a hotel exactly mm -hmm. uh, what, whatever is attached to the team okay. you know you can get with these because they can just and they can just enable it at any point and be like, oh, okay, you know what? All my seasonal passes, boom. You have now access to, um, you know, Gary V's restaurant. You know, it's like, it's like sure. that, that could just happen. If you don't want it, you can sell it and you can make your purchase back or maybe they're worth more because the team is winning constantly and they're, they're, they're all talking the news, mm -hmm. right? So there's the money aspect of it, right? But there's also the practical stuff of just like being able to be completely connected with whoever you're supporting. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So which part of it speaks like more to you? Shares. Um, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. It is nice yeah. because like I grew up, I grew up poor. I grew up, um, learning things from scratch because my mom didn't know anything, single mom. So it's just, I had to kind of learn, I had to learn about money. I learned about taxes and everything like that. So as I grew up, I learned, okay, yeah, maybe going to a job every day is probably not the best way to make money hmm. um, for like an actual, like selling your like, labor. Yeah, like actually be having having stuff to having extra. I, and I'm not talking about rich, but just like you can pay for your call, your children's college if you have children or, or anything, or any other expense. Right. Um, in order to do that, to actually make money and not be like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do it. I can't just take off work or everything falls, you know, living pay to pay paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I learned about investing and when this opportunity came in, I jumped on it immediately. Okay. I jumped on it immediately. I That's saw the it board as apes. the board apes. And uh -huh. so I was like, you know what, this, this might be, <laughs> this might be it. Cause I was already in the crypto and I was like, okay, this is a natural, natural way to go into. And so I, I did a bunch of research and bought a couple of stuff. Okay. So that, so making money that, that like, 
investment high that you get, I do like that. But I do also believe in the tech of like actually being able to be connected to everything. Yeah. You know? the, um And that's just a natural, natural thing coming. Like if I played, you know, Guild Wars 2 and they had NFTs and my great, my Sunrise uh, Legendary Great Sword was an NFT that I could sell because I don't, well, if I don't play Guild Wars 2, I'm not going to play Guild Wars 2 anymore and I just want to sell it. Mm-hmm. Or let loan it to someone. I could just do that, you know. Yeah, and, and you could change those assets from which game. Like, oh, I don't play Guild Wars Two anymore, but I want to play New World, so I can sell all my assets, all my time invested that I did into this game, sell it all, and I can buy stuff in New World. Mm-hmm. So it's cross game NFTs, yeah. or even or even be able to just port the item between games. In some way, yeah. If you, can't, if you can't wield it as a weapon, show it as a trophy or something like. Yeah. Having having it's- ownership of digital goods be more permanent, and also, and I think what's kind of implied here, is confer a di- confer rights to the holder they don't traditionally mm-hmm. have when it comes to digital good ownership. Generally speaking, we live in the land of licensing. We all license our access to Guild Wars 2. We don't own anything about it for our characters. We have a license to log yeah. into an account, which is why when we're banned, we're not owed anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember logging in one time and I got banned. And I was like, why would I? What? What? How did I get banned? You know how you don't use your account for a while? Someone tries to kind of sneak in. Uh-huh. <laughs> And try to try to yeah. So I got like somebody tried to get inside my account. Uh huh. And I was like, man, I was like, if if I'm talking to the guy and I'm like, I wonder, (laughs) wonder if I can say, hey, I'm that visual. Can you please unlock my account? I swear. (laughs) Here's my YouTube channel. Can we make something happen here? (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) That was like the only time where I'm like. Wow, my cred can actually maybe get me something because it never gets you anything. But like, <laughs> but yeah. that's awesome. And and yeah. did you get it resolved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah without saying anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, make sure you you know keep your account locked. Do the two step authentication." I'm mm-hmm. like, two factor. Yeah. Okay, I will. Yet. All right, Matt's account is up for grabs, y'all. You heard it. <laughs> no, I, I definitely did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But like bringing but this yeah. back to like the NFT, the idea of like having stuff, having all this only works if in some sense what you own when you own a sunrise is more than just the ability to use a weapon skin in, in, in one single mm-hmm. game. There have to be additional mm-hmm. rights and those rights it, in some sense need to be enforceable. I don't know how any of that shit works. Here, here's a vision of it that I thought was pretty interesting, and to me, kind of fleshed out what part of what I think the the board ape yacht club uh, the the appeal of it is. And you kind of alluded to when you're talking about the baseball season tickets and all the perks. Mm-hmm. This is a quote from uh, uh, Gargamel. Is that a name that you know? Yeah, he apparently is the the founder. Oh, of... yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the founder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, here's here's what he said. Um. The name Board API Club got our minds racing. We came up with a story. The year was 2031. Bitcoin and Ethereum had 
he, I, think he said, I think he said token over the world. I think it was like a dumb pun, but whatever. Mm. Everyone who aped into crypto is rich beyond their wildest dreams, but now they're just fucking bored. And they only want to hang out with like-minded fellow apes and fr away from everyone else. To do that, you've got to go somewhere special, a ramshackle yacht club deep in the Everglades. It's not really a yacht club. And it seems like there's a sense of community that people really value with this whole scene. Yep. Are you they, part of that community? Yeah, they they had a yacht party uh, like a month ago. <laughs> Did you go? Like real people? No, I didn't. I didn't get to go. I was actually moving at the time. But they had a huge NFT. It's called NFT uh, NYC, and it was like the whole all of Manhattan was like filled with these signs huh. of NFTs. Pudgy penguins and apes and all all sorts of weird shit. Um, a bit, a lot of people were confused, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was like the first get together, I would say, uh, was NYC, and then they started having like little meetups. But that's like just the first, and now there's another one uh, with Gary V. I don't know if you ever know about. He's like just loud. yeah, yeah, I know Gary V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he will tell you what he thinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he's having VCon for his thing as okay. well, which is also NFTs. Yeah, so like people are like, that's why I like the whole scamming argument about the thing. It's just like, these are all real people. Like mm. they're, they're here. Like not everything is a scam. Not everything is just weird. It's new. It's new tech and there's scams everywhere. Mm -hmm. that's why i probably should probably stay away <laughs> but you know the, the, this is something this is like a movement that's happening this year yeah. has completely changed a lot to the point that congress is talking about it you know so and you know and they have to understand and I, I watched this video of like this, this guy's just sitting there explaining to him like what web3 is and what how it's going because like you said, this is just the beginning. Like, there's going to be so many changes. A lot of things are going to fail. Probably most of it is going to fail. Mm -hmm. And something's going to come out the ashes. It's like VR. Like, like Oculus 2 right now is probably like the best thing you can grab, right? You, okay. you don't have to set up anything. You just put it in. But NVIDIA has like this new AI where... All you need is a camera and it just like knows where your body is, you know, kind of like what connect was, you know, back in the day, oh. what we thought connect was, <laughs> you know, and that technology is growing. Like we might end up, we might end up like not having to need uh, a headset or, mm -hmm. or something that big anyway, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, a next step for VR that, that that doesn't require a whole bunch of not not wearing a whole bunch of hardware. Yeah, yeah, all wireless, all everything. Um, all you have to do is like wear some gloves or may, maybe even a couple like like a if you want to do full VR, you can have like a bodysuit and then like these glasses yeah. and then yeah. you're good to go. Or just get a microchip yeah. behind your ear, like right right here, go right into your brainstem. Play. Would you get a microchip? That is a question, dude. Um, I I think about it. 
I think about I it. I think like, I would consider if, if... as a late adopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go Eli. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elon was talking about that Neuralink and all that. And, yeah. and I was like, man, would I get that? I think I might want to. You seem the type. You seem the type, man. Yeah. Yeah, like just like being able to just. Can you imagine editing a video like with my mind? That would be insane. I don't know huh. if that's even possible. I don't know if that's even possible, but like you see them, you see how people do it in the movies and they're just like using their hands and doing all this stuff. But yeah, like Minority Report. I've, I've, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen like the, yeah, I've seen those things where they put on that little headgear yeah. and they just think about a character moving and they just move, mm-hmm. you know? So eventually, eventually. Eventually we'll get there. The question started with like, are we there yet? And like, we're not there yet, but five years from now, things are going to be different. Next year is going to be crazy. Why next year? I feel like COVID is starting to, well, I wouldn't say slow down, but there's a certain normalcy now with, mm-hmm. with like, oh, we just had this big scare. Um, everyone's getting their, their five booster shots. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we're kind of okay now, (laughs) you know? Um, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know every, I I try to speak it into existence that, (laughs) so I can actually like, just feel normal going out and be like, okay, maybe I should just. Like, it's so scary. Like, you can't even go to, like, a club or something where it's just, like, stuffed like a bunch of sardines because, you know, you might catch something. Yeah. Dancing on. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who just won't do the basic things to keep themselves and each other safe. And you put one of those people in a crowd of 50, and all of a sudden it's everyone's problem. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little, it's, it's, it's validated my own hermit-like tendencies. <laughs> a lot a lot of people like that a lot. yeah i think that's totally uh, true and, I, and i'm a little bit of both i like to stay inside um but i also like to have some type of social interaction every once in a while mm. so i have to have like that the mix that way to go out yeah that mix because if i stay home too much by myself because i live by myself i start talking to myself i start like like, I mean, I'm not going to be able to, to, to like talk to people anymore. I'm going to be, be, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be making weird noises and stuff. Every time I open up a soda can and go, <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I, I gotta be normal. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta like, 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 like test. I am Matt. Weird, but... You have to test Matt against the world just to make sure that, yeah. you know, you're still in sync. It's more of like a synchronization, kind of like when, you, when your phone, you know, make sure you have all your emails, make sure you have all the recent human protocols in place. Yeah. yeah like yeah. not making weird sounds when you open soda cans. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, man. We are fundamentally social beings, so that, that makes sense. Uh, we wandered off See, the you're crypto. Lucky. You have a wife. Yes. Yeah. I'm very wife, lucky. So. I'm very lucky. She's been out of town for a couple of days, and I'm just like, where's my human contact? And when you wake up and you're like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a cuddler, so I got, I got to, <laughs> I got to bring him close. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I can see you as a close. cuddler. I believe oh, that. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely I bet you give good hugs. I live without it. Oh yeah. 
I can't I can't live without any of that. I'm I'm a, definitely if we're talking about love languages, definitely uh physical touch is mm-hmm. like bot number one and quality time. Yeah. Yeah. Know. I took one of those the the five love languages tests a long time ago with my wife. I think mine were time spent and words of praise or something like that. Words of affirmation. That's the one. Yeah. 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 So I, I got I get I got into this when I started dating, so I was like, oh, let me know. Because, like, people talk about them, and I'm like, they, they have, like, a, it gives you, like, a baseline of, like, what people are into. Like, if you it's see something. someone you're dating is all into gifts, you know where her head's at, you know? And you're just like, ah, oh, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, I, I, like, you know, <laughs> occasionally I'll, I'll look back over like like a dm conversation i'm having with somebody especially with my wife sometimes and in the moment when we're communicating and i come up with like a gift that like really like captures a moment i always feel like, yeah. like oh yeah nailed that nailed that yeah like, i yeah, did that yeah, yeah. but i look back <laughs> at that conversation like two weeks later and i'm like wait what was what was happening like i, I don't actually see myself in that communication all i see is like this like hieroglyphic communication i don't know remember anything about i i, I think something gets lost I, yeah. with that kind of communication yeah. you know when you're not expressing yourself in a more uh i don't know natural way yeah 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 i get that I g- gifts gifts though like you, you kind of you need a little bit of that especially with like just a add a little something to just texting. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like just texting needs a little bit of flavor. Like Mm -hmm. it's just bland without the seasoning. Gifts are like seasoning. Yeah. It's like, so that that implies like proportionality. Yeah. 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 They're not the meal, but you know, you just a little salt bay on it. You just, you talk, you you talk, you talk, you build a moment and then bam, you pay it off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. (laughs) What the hell are we talking about? Um, I feel like I want to. I want to like go back and finish up a little bit more about board apes and and uh, crypto stuff. Can we talk more a little more about that? Is that all yeah, right for sure. Hi. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I'm just learning about all this stuff. Um, I think that if there's any part of Web 3.0 that I'm having a hard time making room for in my heart. It's the idea of the ownership of stuff somehow being an important dimension of personal personal expression. It almost just seems like a very high-tech consumerism to me. Mm-hmm. To what extent are the things that you own the things that are you? I'm not sure I'm convinced that moving to a model of 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 being that is based heavily around that kind of um, idea is necessarily a good thing. I agree. Um, I think like the barrier for entry, even is just ridiculous, you know, for, for the stuff that I would say would, are the ones that are going to go up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think because this is the, I would say the NFTs are not mainstream. This is a very closed closed thing that has spread to 
mainstream ears, mm-hmm. you know, um, because like I don't identify as a bored ape. I'm not some rich crypto guy who just got like like that that whole story. But it's it it almost when you go into discords, it almost seems like a lot of the the people who bought this stuff, especially early on, like OGs as they call them, um, a lot of. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, OGs, as they call them, mm-hmm. um, they have this like tribal, like, oh, yeah, we knew that this was going to be a big thing, blah, blah, blah. And that's why we bought them. There's a lot of circle jerking, I think, that comes along with a lot of this stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I knew this. I knew that. Yeah. Like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, yeah, I, I, I took a risk to do it. And I, I had, I had that similar feeling, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, that shit could have gone to zero. Yeah. I could have wasted, you know, what was it, like $1,500 on a fucking ape for no reason. Yeah. You, know? you were in the right place um, at the right time, and you got right a little lucky. And I got real lucky. Yeah. So, um, and after that, I just kind of just kept making decent decisions. But now I've come to a place where I'm just kind of just like, scared of what like everything is going on like there's too much too much weirdness going on people are are making these projects to get a quick buck they're doing all these all these things they're just making stuff and dumping them and it's creating this very weird ecosystem in nfts where i think we should like have we explained what board apes even are so because most people won't even know what this is uh, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, board apes are a limited run of digital art that is a a, a picture like of, of a board ape, like a, a cartoon picture. It's fairly, I think, part of its appeal is that it's actually quite quite tasteful. Like it, it, it's it's cool looking art. And mm-hmm. there are, there were a group of five artists that essentially made a bunch of accessories and modification art pieces that then were randomly applied to a limited run of I think a ten thousand apes. And so you have apes that are different colors, wearing different shirts, have different hats, like different expressions on their faces, and uh, they'll like they'll look different. By the way, Matt, I want I want to know what your apes look like. Um, right. if you're sharing, uh, yeah, yeah. And once you have the, this piece of digital art, which is linked to this NFT, which is a a decentralized way of of determining ownership, it then becomes like the baseball ticket Matt was describing. And if there are layers built upon this NFT where like in rather than buying a baseball ticket and getting a, a discount on uh discount on a um hotel or maybe access to like a special lounge at the stadium or something like that, maybe you get access to a special Discord which has maybe some like celebrity types in it who are also maybe it gives you access to uh something else or people build projects on top of it, like what you're describing, like one I saw where you could like buy, uh, you can get mutators for your ape, mm. which would take your specific ape and like put like a like Mutate a it. like a you know make it like a zombie or like an alien or do something kind of kind of crazy and outlandish with it. Yeah, and then that that then becomes an additional layer of stuff that you own, isn't something you already own. But again, the bottom layer is have having a thing, and but the yeah. thing that, that emerges from it is a community of havers versus have-nots. 
And then, so, and then the, sorry, I, I'm going to let you jump in. I'm coming kind of a role, but you should totally jump in. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because the thing that I look back at, like my, the first time I learned about this kind of world, you know what, it, yeah. it looked like to me, I remember this from like the late nineties as Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Beanie Babies had this very same kind of craze and people sought the uniqueness of the supposedly rare ones and they changed them and there are people trying to make money off of them. Some very successfully, some not so much. There are warehouses full of Beanie Babies in some somewhere, you know. And uh, it's, it's a fad that eventually died out because owning the, the, the Beanie Baby ended up not being very interesting eventually at some point. And isn't the, aren't the bored apes doomed to eventually suffer the same fate of, of, as Beanie Babies because eventually the thing that's tasteful will be something else and people will move on because at the end of the day, it's not about the ape you have isn't about who isn't about something you are. It's about something that you have. Um, I think out of the ones they call them blue chips, right? Um, out of all of them, I think the apes and like crypto punks, right? Those are, those are another one. Those were right. worth like a half a million. They kind of dip down a little bit now. Another like, run of, of, are, of, of, randomly generated or maybe not randomly generated but individual unique thematically consistent art right yes avatars and they came out and they were given out for free in 2017 um there's also crypto kitties which was like the first like big one where a lot of people like was breeding and trading and doing all sorts of stuff breeding them okay Um, that's not our dimension yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you could do a lot of stuff. A lot of people do a lot of, lot of crazy. And and your age and we're talking any about like the mainstream, huh? So, <laughs> Have your age like, oh, any no, action? No, no. Nah, nah. They decided to go with mute, mutating instead. Okay. Um, and having the collection be twenty thousand, an additional twenty thousand, and then the original OG apes being ten thousand, mm-hmm. and the price to entry is significantly lower than the the og apes okay so um that that is when it comes down to mainstream i feel like whenever that happens it has to be like like pokemon cards you know that type of price where you're going to the store and you grab a pack Mm. and it's you get tons of entities for like you know ten dollars instead of it now where you're, you're buying like some of these things for like $20,000, $20,000, you know, it's just unheard of. Like it doesn't even make, doesn't even make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's later on that's going to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People keep saying that and it just keeps, it keeps going. Uh, when will the bubble burst going. is always the question. Yeah. Easy for me to when, say, cause I'm not invested. So I'm just like throwing no, rocks. No, it, if it bursts, it bursts. Like it is what it is. Um, I feel like eventually, because that's it. It died when CryptoPunks was the thing, and mm-hmm. CryptoKitties, and then um, NBA Top Shot was huge. And those were all NFTs. Dip. Those became pennies. Everything became pennies. Then all of a sudden, Board Eight comes out, and this is resurgence of NFTs. Yeah, bigger than it was last time. Kind of like what happened with. 
Bitcoin and all that, where it's just like, oh, fucking Bitcoin. Like, you remember you used to get those shits for free when clicking on a website. Yeah. And I definitely should have freaking <laughs> got a couple. Right. In hindsight. Yeah. And how many times? I missed yeah, out exactly. How, it, I could have gotten many, some at one point and I just like, eh. Many times. How many times? Many, you know, and how many times did people say it's shit, it's stupid? It happens. I think not to say that NFTs is exactly the same, um, but there will be dips. There will be heavy dips. Mm -hmm. The NFT stuff is not going away. Um, there, if anything, mm -hmm. it's going to evolve, in my opinion. Most of the NFTs you see, though, are going to be shit and nothing. I think out of the ones, Bored Ape is in line to be one of the ones that stay because they're the ones who started that, like, that big, oh, NFTs again. Oh, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. When people, I, I think the first one was, it wasn't uh, Bored Ape, it was like people sold his his uh, art piece for like, what is it, like uh, 10 million or something like that? I can't okay. remember what, how much it was. Yeah. You know people? I've it's heard the name. Artist. Yeah. He put like a bunch of images. People are going wild. People are... Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yes. I think for it to, to hit the mainstream, for it not to be sought as what we're seeing it as now with everyone, it's probably going to have to be a couple years down the line when this actually spreads out to like an actual finished product like a lot of the games that are people are making uh off of nfts even though steam banned an nft game the other day i mean axity and um axie infinity exist you mm -hmm. know and uh, do you know about axie infinity it's like these I little pokemons yeah that is, is the biggest it's they make I think they generate like half a million dollars a month. I think this have that's changed. That seems good. Where people, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I think I think it might be a little bit more, but yeah. Um, and how do they do this? When they have a finishes, so basically, there's so many new people coming in. So many people are going to be buying the breeds that you're making with the axes. And in order, and people are buying and using the tokens that you get from playing the game. So it's just like this cycle of like people who want to pay more to get the best stuff. And then it trickles down and people buy other stuff. And then it just kind of goes into a, like a nice little cycle. But I think it perpetually, it was going up constantly and it kind of leveled out now. But because people found out that in other countries where minimum wage is shit um, or wages are in general are shit, um, they were making more money spending f four to six hours a day playing Axie Infinity and getting a cut of the profits. Mm -hmm. um, because you can, you can, what you can do is provide a scholarship to people that are over there like oh play this game and then they get a cut of like the profits that you get and then you can they can cash their that profits it's a weird fucking world man it's a weird that sounds world. very this weird world we live i get why steam bands it, it sounds in. very uncomfortable
the world is is definitely changing. Like I, I, I think I try to think about like some of the unique things that have been awarded to players and the, the various gaming worlds I've been a part of. Um, like I, I can think of one, like for example, uh, a game I, I play called Planet Side Two. It's like an MMO first-person mm-hmm. shooter. It's all PvP, three factions, yeah. big continents, uh, ca- uh, territory control. Um, I remember that one. Yeah, cool game. It's still still chugging along. Good for them. And um, uh, there was a player who got like I think a million kills or something like that with one weapon or some very high amount. I can't, maybe it was a hundred thousand. I don't remember exactly. Jesus. And, and, yeah, yeah, like an excessive amount, like crazy, way more than anyone else. And that was just kind of a fun thing. The developers granted this player a totally unique skin of 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 the weapon that they had all the kills with, like a, a gold version of it or something like that. And it was kind of a neat moment for the community, because uh, you know it wasn't something anyone planned. It wasn't already in the game. This is just like, oh yeah, like. We should do this. We should recognize this 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 cool player accomplishment. How cool! Yeah. And it was cool. And um, uh, someone else I interviewed uh, last year um like broke a record with another weapon, and he and uh, the devs did the same thing. They gave him a gold version of the weapon, and they have these, and they may use them or not on um, these players. But I asked myself, like, okay, let's go to a world where those kinds of things. Are actually owned by the player because the thing about the those uh, rewards in the game right now is the player has very little agency over how to use it. They can't choose to apply that skin to a different weapon. They can't change the weapon. They can't give it to someone else. They can't take it to a different account. They don't actually own that in any sense, um, in any meaningful sense of, of uh, other than actually just using the weapon on that character. Yeah. In the world where that kind of a thing can be moved, and maybe not just moved between characters and accounts, but even between games, and that that item would have a real-world dollar value attached to it. And the changes that that would result, result in, where people are engaging in the experience of these games as a way to make money, or as a way mm-hmm. to, let's say, spend money. I don't know. Either of the two. Yeah. Is that actually a world that we want to live in play to earn um do you think it's any different than um what's out now i mean we always complain about cash shops don't we and how you kind of need it they yeah they, i think it's different developers say they need it yeah um, people people spend a lot of money in skins, like a lot. Okay, yeah, sure. So what what you're saying is, in some sense, people are already putting in either the time or the money, right? Yeah. So like, if they're if they're skins, if they're actually skins, right? Are, are we talking about power or are we talking about skins? Let's say in the world of cosmetics, that's that's just the happy place for just, Western gamers. Yeah. If it's just cosmetics, then. I mean, there's no difference. I mean, like, man, you go you go to Valorant and you have to pay like was fifty dollars for some of these packs and shit. It's kind of ridiculous, right? Almost, but those are price controlled by the developer, right? And and in this, it would be like an auction house, right? Like a it market, would be a market for we get to control how much it costs. 
And does the effect of those market forces produce a better experience? Hmm. I, my what first if- thought would be no, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I feel like there's no change in the way I play, but it's definitely going to change a lot of things because that's probably not going to be the only thing that changes. It's probably a lot of things are going to change to fit this new model, right? It can't just be like, imagine NFTs. In games, like it's never gonna stop there. Like this is just the beginning, right? Like this is just the first wave, right? Yeah. Like the, a lot of this stuff is gonna. This conversation go away. will will age very poorly, is what you're trying to say. Very poorly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Next, you know, like we were talking about apes, like fucking apes. You remember when those shits were a lot of money? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. Things yeah. change all the time. Yeah, I, I guess- I'm I'm more excited that things are changing right because life gets boring <laughs> <laughs> games get do you remember you, you remember we were just talking about um Mario 64 and yeah. how it felt to play a 3D game for the first time yes we don't have that experience anymore like it's done mm. the craving for novelty that. the need for novelty yeah yeah, like uh, it, 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 when VR gets real good. I mean, like with some sort of online anime <laughs> bullshit. When it gets real good, mm. you know, imagine like like nothing holding you back. When it hugs you back. Mm-hmm. When it hugs you back, yeah. 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 Uh, porn and- will get insane after that point, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is that too much for, for, for the podcast? <laughs> no, it's not. And then the question is if when anime hugs you back or any other verb you want to use there, <laughs> the are we the, are we getting more in touch with ourselves as a result of that technology or less? I guess this is always the question about technology and it's gonna age poorly like like the same way are people talking like uh, like rock and roll and shit like that has aged poorly or talking about whether TV is good for people as aged poor. Well, maybe that, maybe not. People still think TV is pretty bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think everything within balance, right? Mm. Like, like we're talking about like technology with dating and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you need to take a little break every time. Just take a little yeah. break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see some people out in the world, you know? Yeah. And then come back to it, you know? Yeah, I think you're you, right. You, yeah. I think you're right, man. I, I think people, they dive in deep sometimes in anything, and it just becomes them. Yeah, and it gets, it gets a little bit, like, sometimes you just need to step back. Mm. Step would back. You, and yeah. yeah would you call ahead. yourself an optimist, Matt? You seem pretty uh, optimistic. I, I do. That things are going to yeah, get better. I am optimistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. Like, I feel like, I feel like, no, sometimes I'm like really real, a bit of a realist, but uh-huh. yeah, I try to look at the bright side. Um, unless the evil is just staring me right in the face and I'm be like, oh, that's, that's, that's sure. shitty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that's shitty. Happen. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be sitting here like, you know, rose tinted glasses and be like, ah, yeah, everything is great. 
you know, my family member just died, but everything's great. You know, no like, problem yeah, here. No, 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 no. I don't see things like uh, birds but that's of That's not what optimism is, right? Optimism isn't the yeah. idea that there's no wrong in the world. It's that things will mm. get better. And I think that optimism problem. is, um, there's a lot less of it, like free floating and hanging around than I remember when I was growing up. I'm not sure if you get that sense too. I yeah. feel like sometimes, I, I, I feel like I'm an optimist. I have a I have a sense that a lot of the the problems with technology we're talking about are that that tech that the world changes so fast we're just still catching up, and we will catch yeah. up. We caught up to all the other shit that we've ever had to figure out. We figured out what to do with nuclear weapons, or we're still figuring out what to do with them. But we haven't blown each other up with them yet. That's a that's yeah. a fucking hell of a vote for the human race, in my opinion. <laughs> the fact that we can handle a technology like that, or we 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 have at least to this point handled. Um, without blowing ourselves up, and I see like the internet the same way. I see Tinder the same way. Like, um, I was watching this uh, series uh, by this. Um, uh, I think he's a psychology professor. Um, oh God, I can't think of his name. But he he proposed this really cool idea that I think is really true. That um, it's not just so much that our technology changes over time, and it's not. Just so much. It's not necessarily that, um, you know. There's kind of this idea that people were simpler before. Um, looking back at a simpler time, and I've thought about that idea in the past, and always kind of poo-pooed it. Like people are basically the same. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there is some truth in that the way that people think does change in a way that mirrors technology, and that there is a sort of Psychotechnology, which is the word that he coined, that I kind of tossed from. It's like, what's that? Is that bullshit? Is that crap? Or does that make sense? Yeah. Like the the idea that that there can be a number zero is something that some past civilizations would have a hard time understanding, um, mm. or even other kinds of things like the idea that that people can be equal before the law, not based on their gender or the color of their yeah. skin. That is a sort of yeah. psychotechnology. It's a way of thinking. Um, yeah, that's changed. And that kind of psychotechnological iteration requires a huge amount of human gore and bad dates and failed startups and uh, stupid news articles and also successes in order to work out over time what the best psychotechnologies are and the ways that we can handle Exactly what you're talking about. It's striking some kind of a balance between, um, you know, convincing yourself that you're an enlightened person because you own an you own a board ape or an NFT or something like that, and that you're part of yeah. some elite elite club who is part of the future, and that you'll live off of it for the rest of your life, versus versus someone who's so grounded in the the reality that surrounds them that they can't imagine. What could be that there's some kind of a middle path that's actually what we ought to be striving for? I, I it, it reminds me of a a video I watched. I watched the whole thing because like it's like it was just some random video of a guy walking around his high school um, at the end of the year, mm -hmm. filming random people, his friends. And what they're gonna do, and who they're gonna miss. I've seen that. It's from like the '80s, right? 
Yeah, dude. And people like are all out in the spill out. Uh, that's what we used to call it. Where it's just like all just talking to each other. No one's yeah. on their phones. No one's, no one's being shy. No one's doing any of that. Like, it's yeah. just like people are just around. Uh-huh. And they, he went around, he asked, he asked people who are by themselves in the corner. Like, it's just like, it's like, man, I miss those days. I miss those. And it's the reason why I go to these meetups, uh, because that's like the closest I can get to that. Uh, uh-huh. If people don't know, it's this thing called meetup.com where you can like just meet groups of people who want to do the same thing, hiking, D&D, um, going bar hopping, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go there and people just want to talk. Talk about Rena. Met met a guy who worked for Intel and started talking about AMD and bullshit. And like it's just like just all these experiences. Like, yeah, I I kind of do miss some of, the, some of the simpler times where it was just that easy just to be like. Hey, how you doing? And it wasn't just like this. Uh, when you went up to someone, it wasn't just like, "Oh, why are they coming up to me?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I have to. I've learned to break through that now. Where yeah. It's just like I have to. I have to learn how to break the ice with everyone I meet. And you learn that with like selling and stuff like that when you're a salesman. But like, yeah, yeah. it's a skill. You can develop it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's. You know, yeah, make, I feel like I feel like I'm hearing this at the. Uh, sometimes I think people come into your life at the right time, man. That what you just said, I think something I really needed to hear. Yeah. So like, why 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 you say that? Can I can I ramble for a minute? Do you mind? Yeah. All right. No. So, I told you that I I created the podcast as a like a response to a problem, which mm. is playing online games for 20 years, starting in the late 90s, going up to 2019 at that time. I feel like I wasn't getting what I needed out of it. And not only that I wasn't at that time, but that it had been a decade since I felt like I'd really gotten what I needed out of video games. And I couldn't yeah. quite name what that thing was. But I knew I wasn't getting it. And I'd like I'd like blame the games I was playing. I'd blame the people I'd playing them with. Like y'all are all just like unenlightened, whatever, and can't get on my level. Uh all these mm-hmm. rational rationalizations I came up with and Eventually, I, I, I kind of created a little bit of a handhold. I put one, one foot through the door. I'm like, all right, let's do something creative, make a podcast. But even through this last couple of years I've been doing this, I still feel the same way, and I still have this trouble when it comes to the way I... The, the model with which I've used video games and that I still try to apply. And there's yeah. something about human contact that I keep trying to get out of those experiences. I had actually an interaction on friday night um i was bored lonely wife was busy doing other stuff and i was like okay i just got through a stressful week um i have a new job so there's a lot to learn and that takes a lot of energy um i'm a little too tired doing creative so i'm gonna blow off some steam before i go to bed tonight what am i gonna do oh I'll, I'll i'll log in and play a video game i've been playing new world a lot um and I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of too boring. What can I do to make that spicy? Oh, I can stream it. Let me turn my stream on, right? Because then I'll get some people coming to talk to me. and That'll be great. And I load this game up. And I think, okay, well, I'm in the game world now. What am I going to do? And I'm like, I go do this really boring, repetitive thing. I go to this really 
solo thing. I can go do this like really high energy group thing. I'm like, ah, you know what? I want things to be simple. I want it to be like when we were level one and we were all just starting the game with, and we were all flagged for PVP and we just fight each other for fun. You know? Yeah. We weren't trying to get any gear out of it. We were just overcome with the joy of being in this space together. World of Warcraft days. Yeah. Going outside the settlement. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you're just like, you're just intoxicated by the world. I wanted to recapture that. And, so I went to yeah. a place where it seemed like there might be some PvP happening out in the world. The way the game works is in order to provoke... Uh, it doesn't really matter. I won't explain it. Who cares? But I went out I, into the world. I, I, I played New World, yeah. You I know a little bit about it. I was, I was, I was asking yeah, some of the people yeah. listening to this needed to hear it. They probably don't. But we're, PvP out in the open world is something that does happen in this game. Um, most of the time people are grouped up and they're trying to get something done. But me, I just wanted to have some fun. So I went out and tried to find it. And I did yeah. not. I got ganked. I got corpse camped. I got people who just wouldn't fight me. They just run away. Even yeah. though they probably could have beat, beat me, but they were just too bored. They were like, eh. Like, I'd rather be getting my, my daily rewards than, than fighting you. And I got yeah. so frustrated. So frustrated. And actually, one of my um, uh, most loyal viewers, a dude named Henry, shout out to him. Uh, he checked in on the stream and was was hearing me rant about these people. I was actually, I was, I was, I was, uh, uh, I was fighting a bunch of marauders, which is the green faction in New World. And I was like, these guys are fucking orcs. They're all orcs. Yeah. Like they're illiterate, just stupid. The orcs stronger together. I, I was so, I was so frustrated and not being able to get this contact that I needed. Yeah. And he said, "Uh oh, I can feel like a, a D Grant podcast coming from this." And when he said that. When he said that, it pricked something in me. And for the first time, I was able to verbalize this thing, which is a realization that I keep chasing this thing in the world of video games because I'm too scared to chase it outside of games. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how. And I'm not sure I can do it. And I admitted to myself that these people, they weren't playing the game wrong. They were doing whatever they needed to do. I don't know. I'm sure they were having some fun. It was me that was engaging in bad faith. It was me who was misusing the video game. Hmm. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do differently, but I decided to just stop. But you talking about like the meetups and stuff like that, the the conventions when that's a thing it's possible again and covid makes all this shitty but yes it does i feel like i'm hearing something that i needed to hear um because i have this like myth about myself that i'm supposed to just i'm supposed to sit in in a bedroom and play video games the rest of my life and it has never fucking worked yeah i i too use video games um, or at least I was using video games as a crutch. Like I, I like needed like some type of hole filled. Mm-hmm. So I played a bunch of video games, trying to scratch that itch, like you said. Like there's this yeah. itch. It's like I need that right type of video game to make me feel good. Yeah. To release that that chemical and just be like, ooh, yeah, 
I played a good video game, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, oh, it hits the right spot. It's like watching a good show. It's like, shit, this was made for me. Fuck. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I was realized I was like, okay, when I go down this rabbit hole and I'm like, man, there's no metro, new Metrovanias because I've literally played every single Metrovania. Ever okay, to exist. okay. Like, I, I, my Steam is insane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I... I'm looking for this thing and I end up just like, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to take a break because I need to enjoy that I actually have free time to play this game, not just playing it because I'm looking for that feeling, you know? And I, I did try to like, that's how I kind of like made sure like meetup is like part of my, my tool set yeah. you know i have to have those interactions outside of the house um especially if i'm working remotely because i'm going to be inside the house a lot hell yeah remote um, life brother i'm there exactly. yeah remote life it you're in there you go downstairs you eat you come back up you're like it's just like okay okay you know like it, you get through that rhythm you need to break it up um mm-hmm. for me like um, well, I don't have it up now, but in my old place, I had like lights up to try to make like I, I was sleeping and working in the same room back in in California. Sure. But now I have like my own office, but like yeah, I would separate it a little bit, make this like make the space feel different, a different feel different, different modes. Yeah, different modes, oh. you know, and um, a lot of that helped. Oh. Just be like, okay, when I'm ready to play. I play and I try not to, I try not to use weed because oh. weed is a crutch too. I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, time to get high and watch, you know, Dexter or whatever. You <laughs> layer on Zero those killer. things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it makes you okay about being bored, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's healthy because like you said before, like we are creatures who need connections. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to find like a D and D group again over here because I hope there's some in Austin. Cause I gotta believe there's nothing that. like being fucking nerdy and cringy in front of random people. <laughs> yeah, you know, with your barbarian, you know, named pony or some shit like that. Like it's just like there's nothing greater than that, you know, and. Sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you just need that. Like I, I went out a couple of days ago and I met some people. I was like, man, this was great. <laughs> this was great. Yeah. You, know, you just meet people you're like, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm like, man, like, I really <laughs> needed this. Yeah. So I trust me. I understand mm. you. I understand you, dude. Like, like me. Uh, wh- where are you? Where, where do you? Seattle area. Where do you live? Oh, Seattle. Shit. Meetup is probably popping in Seattle. I'm. Yeah. Probably, yeah. There's probably there's probably a lot of like D and D stuff as well. There's also like uh, you could also play like online stuff too. Like I can like, already do I, that with, with video games though. It's just it. it yeah, so it feels like too yeah, because I know D and D has like an online thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you want to meet people, then meet up. How does that work find... with COVID stuff? People, people don't care. <laughs> mm, yeah 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 that's well 
Well, like before, before obviously we, you know, you wear masks and stuff like that. But but I wasn't, I was never going out. But as soon as like I started getting my shots and everyone in the group got shots back in California, we all started hanging out with each other. Word. But we never, we didn't hang out with other people outside of it though until like a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah. Like now, now people are kind of just hanging out just to hang out. Maybe, maybe not sardine clubs, but. Yeah. But yeah, people are hanging out. Yeah. So okay. like okay. It, it, it all depends on your risk factor there. Get your little booster yeah. shot. Little boo- get get triple triple booster shots and just hope for the best, you know. I wish you could just keep boosting up, man. I'll, I'll end up becoming a fucking COVID mutant. I won't just resist yeah. it. I'll defy it. I'll like 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 make it I'll cure it in other people if I'm boosting. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Every time you shake hands or breathe in someone's direction, they just like feel like <laughs> Oh my god, I healed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. COVID <yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> COVID Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. But That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm really glad you shared that, dude. Yeah. And it's sure, a good man. message like, for a lot of a lot of people out here, like that I think might be hearing this is uh Ah. <sighs> It's so easy to wrap ourselves in this technology and all these yeah. layers of stimulation. You know, you talked about weed, anime, video games. You can do all three of these things at the same time. I remember yes. the first yes, time I, I discovered like <laughs> Netflix or, or you know, it's, it's BitTorrent equivalent um, yeah. back in the pre-Netflix days of having TV show, video game side by side. I thought I'd like crack the code, man. And uh, it's just gotten more and more the your needs in order to 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 scratch that itch just get further and further out the more you the more you go down that hole yeah yeah when you feed it for that specific thing you just keep feeding it and it just gets hungrier so, there's something about yeah about lack something about allowing yourself to be bored about allowing yourself to be unstimulated that seems to mm-hmm. refresh all that stuff to make yeah. you excitable again to make you interested in novelty and uh try and, and open to possibilities again i think i think i feel like so much of the cynicism and especially see expressed online comes from this this tendency of overindulgence where because people are unable to make themselves happy by consuming media and consuming games and consuming you know drugs or whatever that whatever their personal cocktail is you end yeah. up believing that that none of it makes sense, that it's all fucked, because you feel like shit because yeah. you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, what's inside you you project, much like I was doing on that stream, and I was frustrated with those people, and really I should have been frustrated with myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I have a a routine because of it. So like, I wake up, it's like hit the hit the gym. Mm. And just, you feel like you accomplished something already. Yeah. yeah when you do yeah. it early, you're like, oh, okay, I have like the rest of the day. Okay, shoot. All right. Now I can like get to work and stuff like that and feel like, you know, like I think, I think having, I know like some people are against routines, but I, I think this, having a couple things that you do every day, like making the bed actually like mentally helps you. She's like, okay, let me just make the bed. So every time you walk in your room, you're like, oh, shit. Like, 
that is already made. Like I did something today and then like, you know what? Maybe I can call and cancel my storage uh, because I don't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like shit like that. Like it's the snowball that list. happens, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like, I have a list that I need to get through. You don't prefer to just like, like, like sit there in your, in your pajamas and just try to ignore none of it exists while you entertain <laughs> yourself. Isn't that much better? it is much better it is much better until like at the end and you're just like man i haven't done a fucking thing this you know what it is for me man i can't enjoy any of my distractions because i know that i'm that i'm not doing something i should be doing and it corrupts it corrupts the thing that should be fun so it happens yeah Uh, i need to think that way i'll get more stuff done instead of like last minute stuff I also think though that yeah, there's that getting stuff done can be a trap sometimes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> a trap. What do you mean a trap? How could it be a trap getting okay. things done? Um have you ever seen like an MMO gamer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like uh someone who really fell in love with a video game. It could be Guild Wars or many, in many other games like it. Um, and they fall in love with the game for whatever reason, and they really enjoy being in the world, and then they kind of lose, lose interest, and they find a way to rekindle their interest. I know I'm going to unlock every single Greatsword skin, or I know I'm going to become an achievement hunter. I'm going to try to get, you know, 30,000 achievement points or whatever it is. And that can be fun for a little while. And maybe for some people, it really is the right way to orient yourself. My experience doing that kind of stuff is I t- it, it's based on this idea that we are a sort of vessel of potential that can be optimized for output. It's a sort of story of, it's a machine story of productivity that we tell ourselves that we should be orienting ourselves from. And if what you need is to get stuff done, it's it's a good way to it's a good way to approach a day. But is it a good way to approach a life? Isn't there something about being in our skin that you can't tap into just by getting stuff done? It's a matter of balance. If you're not getting sh- anything done at all, probably thinking about routines and getting <laughs> shit done is a great way to go about your life. But like, yeah, one thing this started happening to me after I, I really got the podcast rolling because I was had my nine to five. And I was trying to do at least one podcast a week, which I put a lot of preparation into. And and yeah, then so. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And then um and then I was also trying to, you know, make time for my relationship and all the other little things I gotta just make my life go. And I end up getting into this mode where every single day is a race against the clock. And over time I end up losing touch with myself. Um I become a shell. Uh, I'm doing all the stuff. I'm getting things done, but I'm getting more and more distant from the spark that maybe got me going in the first place. I need to step back and rejuvenate. Um, that's the sense in which in which getting stuff done can be a trap. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And you see, you see people yeah, do that I've... in video games all the time, where they keep themselves busy, but is what they're doing actually feeding them? Yeah, I, I never got the whole. Like, I used to love completing all the achievements on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, hearing that little bloop sound, I was like, mm, spicy chef kiss. Um, 
But now I just still get that for, with Game Pass, which is like the best thing to happen to Xbox. Game Pass um, nuts. Yeah, it's 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 free. It's free. <laughs> it's five dollars a month for like unlimited everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, price of McDonald's. Um, but like, yeah, I think. Um, wait, <laughs> we're talking about wait. We're talking about balance. I just, I just blanked out. <laughs> you know what? I think this is a good point to go for another one of those little breaks. <laughs> Oh my god, the sidetrack mind went off and I was just like, I'm thinking about all the things to say next, but I'm like, wait a minute. There was like there was like the uh, what I was supposed to say beforehand. But yeah. 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 Take another no, break. No, no. Oh. Another, how many did you give away so far? Oh, the keys? I've only given away one. You've been I've been bad. <laughs> just you should toss you should just toss them out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Bye-bye. I'll just put them in, in in like the YouTube description when we're done here. And first No, but then oh, they'll just get scraped, right? Yeah. It would just that. get scraped by it's one person, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I could do it on your. You could do it on Discord. Just Discord could work. Some, yeah, you could just give it to some some people who follow you. Yeah, you know. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just. I mean, this is. I just wanted to kind of give it out to people because I I know I know I'm going to be terrible at this, and then I'm going to get an email like, "Oh, what did you do with those codes?" <laughs> You know what? Listen. Well, we'll give away at least one more here live. But before we do that, Matt, I think we should take another short break. You good with that? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Be right back, folks. And we're back. I'm Deeg interviewing Matt Visual After Dark. After Dark. Absolutely. Yes. You, you look like you're actually in a black void. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, very common. My other room was exactly like this because I didn't have enough lights. That's the true <laughs> way like of the gamer. The only light coming from yeah. your screen. Yeah, exactly. Well, it would be more like, like this, right? Ooh. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> it's not even a hint. All, all I see is like a reflection off your, your, your mic arm. <laughs> the darkness. I kind of like the side light, though. It's so moody. Yeah, yeah. I usually do the, I usually do the side light. Oh. But uh, this one has to be just like... Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a, a nice little key light. Just just to give me a little edge. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. Like a, a different color, like a, like a nice teal yeah. or something. Yeah. Beautiful. There it is. Well, hey, so, Matt, there's one more topic that I wanted to, to bounce off of you, and it's because after the one thing I've really seen you, seen you in since, since YouTube, which kind of fell off in 2017, is... Getting in, you, you're still involved in podcasts. You were, you did TOVG, and you've been a part of Dad and Sons. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about that. Like, what do you get out of being in those podcasts, and like, how did that start? And just tell me, talk to me about it. So TOVG, um, man, it was just me and Super Bunny Hop just wanted to do a. Uh, they no, actually, I think Gerard, the completionist completionist uh talk to george about the podcast okay and um then jimmy and me came on george mm. invited me and i think jimmy was already doing stuff for gerard at the time okay so it just kind of became us three um and that's how it started it, it was supposed to be a podcast about 
Gerard too, but it ended up just being us. Three. Okay. All right. Very, very weird turn of events. Huh. And um, then that, and when that ended, um, because I guess like things were going in a different direction, um, George wanted to start up um, a new podcast mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're thinking about names and stuff like that. But he got Liam, um, which he met at the Japan trip. Um, I was I never met Liam <laughs> at that point, but yeah, he okay. met Liam before before we came on, got and um, I got to meet him then. And Liam's great; he's, he's overly cool. Uh, hey, he's, he's living the game dev dream in Japan, right? Yes, he is, and he's coming out with Curse to Golf. Ooh, Curse to Golf, man! Pushing his behind to 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 to. to Get it published and Let's go. got a deal and yeah, man, he's doing a big thing. Is it a solo project yeah, we, of his or, or like? Uh, no, he has a guy doing art. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He has a guy doing programming with him, and I think one other person. And he he, he kind of runs the show. Him. It's his thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's thing. exciting. Oh yeah, it's it's his thing, and he's he's dipping in other projects now, and he nice. he has it, man. He has it. The game is shaping up quite nicely, quite nicely. It started off fun. like, oh, you should put this on iOS. Now it's just like, man, this is a full-fledged game now. Huh. Got anime, pixel art and everything. What's it called again? Yeah. Curse to Golf. Curse to Wish Golf? Wishlist it, folks. <laughs> Wishlist Curse to Golf. Curse to Golf. It helps the developers. If, even if it's not Curse to Golf. Like, oh, yeah. That's totally him. To help I see him on the Steam page. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he did a, a, the whole indie video thing, and it was great. Nice. Okay, great, right? cool. So anyway, uh, yeah, TVG became Dad and, we, and Sons. Dad and Sons. I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess, like, he, when it stopped, he kind of wanted to do a podcast again. So mm-hmm. it kind of just became... Why did TVG stop? Um, I don't know the specifics. Okay. So it was some internal talk between ah, them. All right. Yeah, and I guess something happened because, like, I know Gerard was like in the beginning, it was supposed to be with him and stuff, and it ended up not being with Gerard. And then, mm. yeah, like yeah, it kind of moved over time, and maybe it was more comfortable. Kind of moved, start fresh. Yeah, start fresh. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think he started again, uh, the podcast again, and it stopped again. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess the podcast was just. It was just dead in the water from the beginning, but yeah. Like, <laughs> so a lot of the, a lot of the audience, I guess, kind of some of that transferred over mm-hmm. and to Dad and Sons, and I, I don't know why we were thinking about Stanford and Sons, and then we decided to make the theme, yeah, that theme song, and then call it Dad and Sons. Yeah, it's and we're like, cute. oh, is this gonna be alienating to 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 women? Like, I'm pretty sure women's gonna like. like like how many women are gonna listen to our show? And I'm like, no, interesting. Like, people actually <laughs> there are any like, girls on the weird. internet. So, so now I oh yeah, I know right yeah, but that's like so untrue, especially these days. Uh, um, even though most people are males, obviously. No, that um, that 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 idea is very much from the '90s internet. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because that's changed. That's definitely changed. I meet yeah. people all the time. All of a sudden, know how to play Zelda better than me. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm the, the fucking noob. Beaten by a girl. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, 
Uh, every time we have like awards or something, we have like best daughter and then best son and then best dad mm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, so it's cute. Yeah, everyone so, needs a theme. Everyone needs a theme. <laughs> everyone needs a theme. It's not really a theme. I don't know if it's a theme, but we we use it every chance we get. You know, <laughs> because we don't really call each other dad or son throughout the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, it's on a long hiatus right now. But yeah, yeah. it's a thing. Dad and sons. What 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 is it about the, the the podcasting thing? Like first TOVG, then Dad and Sons. Like it seems like even though you're not out there with your own YouTube content or whatever, that you still like to stay plugged into this into that world, that scene. What do you get out of it? I like to talk. I guess I like to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and the podcast is like, okay, I may not be doing videos, but I'm still kind of like connected to the world. I'm still like knowing what's going on. I'm still like, it's like a way I get as much out of it as I guess the people who watch, you know? Yeah. So I think it's kind of similar to like the D and D meetup thing for you. It's about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you're like, you don't need to, I need to go home and edit a video or anything like that. I can just be like, hey, poop on the mic for, you know, three hours. And then, <laughs> That's all podcasting really is. It, it really is. And, you know, people listen to you if they like to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the end of end of that. Like it's just I feel that too. Yeah, I think I, it's the same I reason I do it. it. Yeah, it's I I really enjoy it. Like you just you, there's so much stuff to talk about, you know? Yeah, but yeah, um yeah, now yeah, so I, I mean after that in sense, I don't know if uh and I always thought about going back into to to YouTube, but I'm like, what what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 32 years old. You know, I don't I play games, but do I care about talking about it? Like, do I care? Like, yeah, talking on a podcast, that's different. Like, oh yeah, I liked Lost Ruins and uh SMT five and all that type of like, there's a bunch of games I've I've beaten, but do I really want to be like, well, you know, thanks for joining me on this video and hear me talk about this this thing, you know? I like, I was like, I don't know if I don't know if I have anything that I want to say that's different. Oh, maybe I mean I've watched a lot of uh, IGN reviews and they're kind of they're kind of boring, but they're corporate. Yeah, they're corporate. Corporate. That's that's perfect. Oh. It's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. It's corporate. Yeah. But there's like so many YouTubers out there that do really great stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. just like, eh, do I have anything to say? I mean, sure. I, I, think, I think it's better for me to probably figure out something that I enjoy doing and just do that and see where it goes. If I ever dip back into it. Because at first I wanted to dip back into it, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I think I think if I were to start traveling again, that's what I would probably upload. Yeah, like I like, more... I like, the, I like that, that direction you were going with your channel right before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or the break, the break. Yeah. So I think this will be like the next step, where it's just like older Matthew exploring the world, you know, and. 
getting beautiful shots. Like I would enjoy doing that. I would enjoy editing that. That would be satisfying to actually do. Like I, I think with YouTube, that's what it's become for me. Like mm -hmm. if I'm not enjoying it, then because that's work. Like those videos, shit. Those reviews, <laughs> pages and pages and pages of stuff that you want to not forget. And you're just sitting there sweating, you know, because you want to turn the AC off because you want the audio to be clean. Mm. Talking to a fucking camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh, I know that. Yeah, I know uh -huh. that. Uh-huh. The struggle, man. Just like this these little things. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's just fucking YouTube. Like if a lot of, a lot of people watch you, like Markiplier, not Markiplier, who's someone who does like a little bit more work? Markiplier does work, but uh, who's huge? I don't know. I'm not gonna sh not John Trump. Honestly, I hardly watch video game reviews anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's the reason why I can't think of any. Mm -hmm. There are a, no, a few, no, no, a few I do people. Watch... Go ahead. Yeah. There are no, a, no, I, I do watch you, you, you talk. <laughs> this podcast has your name on it. You go. I do, I do, I do, no, it does. I do watch uh whatchamacallit, but it's it's not highly edited. Uh is whatchamacallit what it's called? Game 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 gamer X? Game game something X. Is it worth playing? Where whoever does that series? I forgot. They're like a million. Is, is that the one that has the guy like this on on the thumbnail? Yes, yes. That that crap. I don't know why, but the guy who talks is usually like, like he sounds okay. You know, he sounds down to earth. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can kind of relate with what because all reviews are is just like taste, right? Mm -hmm. It's just taste. So it's probably important in the beginning of the review be like, okay, I don't normally play um, um, Persona games, but I played Persona 5. This is what I think of Persona 5. Or I've played the SMT games and I've never played a Persona game. I don't know. There's like always something like you need to be tied to the reviewer in some way. Like, okay, this is where he's at. A personal connection. You know, yeah. Personal connection. Like, I saw... Okay, one one a lot like the, what you're describing um he does he's does these really 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 long video reviews never knows best i think and um he did one on genshin impact and oh, what God. was what was interesting about the review yeah. is that he went into it thinking it was a game he was going to dislike and dismiss and it's not the kind of thing he enjoys and he actually kind of disrespected it at the start but he yeah. went through this journey of playing this experience that he didn't really have respect for and finding finding what's good about it and also finding things out about himself along the way. And that that's the good shit right there. That is entertainment. That is human contact. Yeah. I think those are a lot better to watch. You know, uh -huh. the ones where it's not a review, it's more like like you're experiencing someone go through a game. And, yeah. and it's it's structured in a way, you know. I I, I enjoyed this a lot more. Yeah, I see it here. And yeah, Genshin Impact, uh, Impact is like, it's like a good game that's empty, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I could totally understand. Like, you could go in trying to hate it, but it's actually not that bad of a game. It's actually, right. the, the building blocks are there. But... 
is also a gotcha. So uh, you just like you you need to spend that hard money. Yeah. To get get, get to, to to fill that empty hole inside that you mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. playing this game. Yeah. 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 It's I have a lot of respect for what he did. It's uh I see it as sy- like symbolically like kind of harmonious with the world of temptation we all live minutes. in. What's that? An hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, man. Like you, you gotta be doing something else while you're listening to him. And that's the way he designs his content. I think it's like side screen content. Um, I think I was grinding in new world when I watched it or something, but anyway, uh, cutting those trees, just like in RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, man. Layer on that, that's exactly that, that stimulation. What new world is. Yeah, absolutely. All is exactly what New World is. <laughs> yeah, but um, it it's it's reflective of like uh, him being in Genshin Impact is kind of like us going through the world of temptation, or me walking down the fucking grocery store aisle and looking at all the stuff that I can easily I can easily choose to consume, but I know won't be good for me, and trying to make mm-hmm. good choices that don't just treat my body like some kind of a machine that I'm trying to optimize where all, all I eat is fucking kale all day, right? But also, so try to, to, to do the things that are good for me, but also try to stay in touch with something about, yeah, this is cool, I'm excited about it, and get that one thing, get that one cheat meal, get that one that one indulgence that you know you can look forward to. Um, it's a, a middle path. It's cool. Mm. And and because you get to see him in this review go through a personal arc, it's like he's telling a story yeah. about a character, and the character isn't in the game. The character is him. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I try to mirror that in my own stuff when I when I do solo stuff, but it's not easy. It reminds me of some of the the videos I've been watching lately. I've been watching this guy who does a bunch of. He doesn't only do Rust, but he does like Rust videos and Sea of Thieves videos where it's like more of a story of him overcoming something that's happening in the game. Like a bunch of people came and killed him unprovoked Mm -hmm. when he had no gun. And it was like, and they're, they, you know, it was from like a big tribe or whatever in Rust. And he was like, oh, these guys killed me. You know, for no reason, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get them back and I'm going to raid their camp over and over again. Yeah, just like crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> they're, they're these gigantic 40-minute videos of him slowly just picking apart a huge base. And it's just like, man, dedication. Like, it must take some hours to do. <laughs> just just to feed us this like crazy experience that you just mm-hmm. don't see you see that a lot, a lot with a couple new um guys who do star citizen and stuff like that they have like this this uh like bed bananas there's like this okay. like, story that they just make their own story right stuff that you would think that you do in video games but you don't do but you right. you watch people on the internet do yeah yeah yeah, yeah they yeah, uh, they use the game in order to create a story rather than just relying on the game to feed it to them. It's machinima that's not machinima. Mm. Like it's it's like the new version of machinima. You mm. know? Yeah. 
Yeah, really, really, really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Really cool stuff. But yeah. And that, 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 that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Someone in the chat, Azure Avocado, is saying they would love to see your End of Dragons review. Um, End of Dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Just want to see me rage. I heard it was bad. I heard it was bad. That's what I heard. So End of Dragons? It's was not it? out yet. Oh, oh, End of Dragons is Cantha. Okay, sorry. Um, what was the one that was Path of the Fire? Living Story? Living oh, story, oh Icebird Saga. That one. That's yeah. the one people don't like, right? That's a sad that's a I am it was sad. That bad. I'm sad for the community and sad for the developer both. Like <laughs> it's actually it's actually not that bad. But what it is, is it's not what it should have been. Uh just like the ending of the the, the base game. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get into this, man. I have an I have a strong opinion about this, if you're interested. I, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. So I need to play through yeah. Two living stories <laughs> in order to catch up. I mean, you do, but also, do you? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about just skipping it, to be honest. Honestly, like, if it, yeah, and make, make that part of the story that you tell in the review if you do do some kind of content about it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that would be quite interesting. Yeah, I'm going to play it. I'll see, though. I have yeah. to get all my skills. I'm going to have to hire you. So, okay. So what made it bad? What made it mad? Then? Well, to me, what made it bad were the circumstantial factors around it and how that tied into some of the payoffs or the places where it didn't pay off well. So when, um, when season four culminated at the start of 2019, is that right? Yeah, 2019. That's right. It has been about a year and a half since Path of Fire had come out and season four was chugging along in lot and like boom 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 like very strong fashion and they they did the whole kralkatoric culmination arc in season four if you play any living story i think that's the that's where it's that's where their best stuff is um mm. but when it came out end of season four you know, remember how at, at, at the end of season two there was a teaser leading into into um heart of thorns and you may remember at the end of season three, there was a teaser that led into Path of Fire. Season four ended without any sort of a lead-in. In fact, it really felt like the end of a story. It felt like the end of the Orin arc, specifically. Um, and it's like, well, is the game over? What's, what's, what's going to go on? What's happening? And then a month... Or, and then that came out like a month after the massive layoffs at ArenaNet for all those other projects that, that were supposedly happening. And I only, this is all public information. I'm not sharing anything that yeah, is not yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they let us know that there that there's going to be a um, an event at the Moore Theater in Seattle to announce what's next for Guild Wars 2. And they tease it. We have no idea what it's going to be. And they end up doing this announcement for a a saga which is live episodic content, which is exactly what Living World is, you know, with expansion-like features. So essentially, they're telling us that it's not an expansion, but we're going to feel like it's an expansion if we just trust them. Oh, yes. I remember this talk. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was actually there because I'm a local. I decided to go. I left that, and we came away with a lot of talk 
infamously, they talked about world versus world alliances, and they said that world versus world alliances, we still want to do. We're not going to talk about it today. We'll talk to you about it later. And they just kind of kicked the can down the road a little further. And they didn't give us a lot to get excited about. They did this whole narrative presentation, which is all which is all very conceptual, not very grounded. We didn't get to see much of anything in this. And eventually it came out and the content was pretty good, actually. I, I thought it was pretty good, but it wasn't we didn't know what the future of Guild Wars 2 was. And it kind of chugged along and it was good, but it wasn't like this isn't this is a great place to invest my time in good. And that's the time when I when I faded away from the game personally, and then at mm. some point in 2020 something changed, and we heard that, and then uh, End of Dragons was teased, and then shortly after they announced that um, they were going to be changing their the way that they were delivering the rest of the season four story into a different kind of way, and the implication and this wasn't said straight out I don't think, but the implication is that they're going to kind of just had to wrap up what they have, and they were basically moving off of Icebird Saga onto End of Dragons, which to me sort of suggests that they were only doing Icebird Saga because they were not able to work on an expansion. And when they got the chance to work on an expansion, they jumped at it. And the unfortunate fallout of that is that the endings of the Jormag and Primordis arc, which both concluded in that season, were rushed. Oh no! And your game is made made of elder dragons, and this just like rushed up on us, and with the promise that hey, if we wait for the expansion, which was gonna be end of this year and now the start of next year, it's all gonna be worth it. And I think that arena starting in the summer of this year, which was a few months after the last um, content drop. When they when we found out that Colin had been rehired, we found out that, that Grouch had been rehired. When we found <laughs> out when they started saying all wow. these things about what they were gonna do, we got concrete plans about world versus world alliances. And it's like, oh shit, like this beast is waking the fuck up. That was the start of the community starting to to trust ArenaNet again. But it's 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 a it's a check so far, and it's all gonna be cash in February. And no one knows. But Icebird Saga ended up being this period of uncertainty that the for the community and uh, where a sense that there was nothing exciting to come for guild wars 2 um and it followed a period of time where during the season three path of fire season four era after colin left the company that the the stance towards talking about the game shifted from talking about the game to not talking about it and just putting content out. Hmm. But then the content dried up and the talk didn't come in anywhere. So we were kind of left with what is happening. Not is anyone steering the yeah. ship? But, yeah. uh, you know, and that's why that time was so sad. Damn. That's yeah, my mean, take I, on I, it. I mean, shoot. I feel like I'm I'm kind of tied to Guild Wars 2 because like that was like the start of a lot for me. Like you are being a Guild Wars 2 YouTuber was like the start of a lot of things, like editing everything. So it's just like 
is like a baby. Like you, you, you seeing it grow up, and he's like, "Oh no, you had like the weird teenage years." Like, yeah, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. You love it, but you fish. hurt. For, you hurt for it, even from a distance. Yeah, yeah. It's like, learn how to fish. You know, you know, learn how to you know get some housing. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, no. that house housing we had. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, oh, guild um, right. <laughs> no one uses I forget that it exists. I forget that it exists, but yeah. Um I hope that Cantha is great. Cause I think that was like my favorite area when I replayed the first one before I played the second one. Mm-hmm. When I was getting like all my uh achievements to unlock everything and blah blah blah. Yeah. When I was doing all that. And I remember those days. Um and um, I can't even remember who I played it with. But yeah, like I... Oh, I think that's how me and Tatos got together. Because I wanted him to help me with those achievements. I think, <laughs> I think that's what happened. Um, but yeah, like I... Um, I hope that it, it, it comes back. Because like Colin's back. And I know everyone's just like, oh, it's Colin. Like everyone sees the smile. And they're like, oh, everything's going to be okay. So yeah. I, I hope that he keeps that title. You know? Yeah. Because that's the way it makes me feel sometimes. Because like during that, during that phase while he was there, I enjoyed the game, you know. And I the last the last thing I played was Path of Fire, and I probably mm-hmm. did like one or two episodes mm. of whatever was next, and then I just like uh, okay, and I it's mm. like yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't draw me in. Like it's uh, Guild Wars Two story has always been like the. Like it's almost, it's almost cool. Like I feel like it's like almost there. Uh. Just like something. But then I played something like New World, and I'm like, oh man, this is what is this? There's no story here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You. Had, that's what I saw. I was like, man, I'm level 35 or whatever, and I'm just like, I'm sitting here cutting trees, and there's no story to push me over the edge. What am I doing? Are you level 35 in New World like, right now? I think I'm level thirty. Yeah, I, I played nonstop when it first came out, mm-hmm. and then I just stopped. Yeah, I think you, I, I think a lot of people did the same thing. I think that you experienced the best part of the game. Asmogold said the same thing: is that the best part of the game is the first twenty levels. Yeah. After that, it just gets really yeah. weird. You, you, you kind of get tired that you have to move all your supplies from one place to the other and then you have to teleport between the two like it's just i i get it and i love it i love that aspect but i also don't like it. I yeah i don't like it when i want to craft things and and do stuff i there's a lot of walking that you have to do everywhere new world yeah new, new world did this weird thing where they've arrived at a design that seems like it is a little old school but it's hard to tell if that's intentional or if that's a mistake. Yeah. And it's uncertain where they're going with it. It's certainly true that it could have used a lot more time in the oven before it came out. Even if you ignore all the game-breaking bugs and exploits that have broken everyone's hearts, mine included, um, if you just look at it from Which a design perspective. Oh, okay. What was one that was really bad? What was the one that was so, really bad? So, okay, I, uh, there are so many. Um Oh shit! There have been a series of invulnerability bugs that players could exploit. 
And uh, if you if you want to have a look at him, actually, Josh Strife Hayes, who is like the uh, the person on YouTube who's responsible for saying everything that's bad about New World, essentially, um, mm -hmm. has a couple of videos about these. And with certain weapons, you could put your your character into a, into a certain state, or then if you like put the game into windowed mode and drag the title around, your character became invulnerable in the game. You couldn't do anything, but the thing is, these PvP modes are, are capture point based. And the pinnacle mode in the game right now is the war mode. In order to actually acquire territory, because each territory is belongs to a faction and specifically to one company within the faction, and all the taxes paid in that territory are reaped by that company. So there's an incentive to own these territories. Um, in order to actually win a war, you essentially have to win a capture point contest. You have to take three capture points out in the open field, and then a final capture point that's fortified inside of a fortress. Um, so if you put a bunch of guys on a capture point, and then invulnerability glitch them, they can't be killed, and they constantly tick progress on the capture meter. And so... That kind of a bug means that territory is changing hands as a result of exploits. And how do you how do you address that? How do you fix that? You turn wars off? Do you reverse results? Do you hand territories over to companies that didn't? It's like, and you have enough of those kinds of exploits. And then you have like bugs where there are certain abilities that are bugged and strip consumable buffs. People waste hundreds and thousands of gold in consumables in wars. They just strip, get they get stripped yeah. away by bugged abilities, or you have certain abilities that are bugged in a way where you can exploit them to do lots and lots of damage, or lots and lots of healing. And they're all they're just so many. Every single week, there has been something new that's completely eroded the integrity of this game mode. That is kind of on the back of the box. The best thing about New World. Yeah. I mean, that was that was their original design. It wasn't mm -hmm. this PvE stuff. And I wanted more PvE stuff, you know. Oh. But and then I but then I played the PvP and I was like, this is kind of fun. The PvP is I think where the heart of the game is. I mean, they definitely built everything around it i mean mm -hmm. shoot you put on your P pvp uh flag and you get extra 10 percent. and if you're doing all those uh all those quests at the same time and you're just collecting all them and going back mm -hmm. like it's a lot of xp man yeah yeah i think like, it'll be a good game PvP up is nice to have yeah yeah and and actually there was a while where because once you get to max level that 10% doesn't matter anymore, right? Because you're not getting experience anymore. So there was a, a period of time where no one would flag up because there was no reason to. The risk wasn't worth it. And people don't play for fun. Um, but then they added an incentive back. So everyone gets like a, uh, a stat called luck, which is kind of like magic fine. It used to be in Guild Wars 2. Um, right. You get a, a luck increase if your PvP flagged up. So... You have, you have these cool moments that happen sometimes where um, there are these chest farming events that happen where there are certain high-value areas in the world, the elite areas, and they they have a bunch of chests that give valuable loot that reset on a one-day timer. So once a day on, on my server, each faction will organize, will mobilize up and, and take it through. And there's this sort of informal schedule 
like first one faction goes and another faction goes and another faction goes but occasionally the, the groups will clash with each other and you get these immense like open world just like like explosions of pvp yeah those are the fun parts for me but they don't happen that often for the most part people optimize out those kinds of inconsistencies making me think about wildstar oh yeah playing open 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 pvp and i never never touched that game it was it was fascinating yeah it kept, yeah, it keeps your attention pretty hard. Yeah, and then you reach the end game and you're just like, oh no, this is so hard. <laughs> At the time, anyway, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I just wasn't thinking clearly, but no one could beat those, those bosses. Mm-hmm. But then that was it. That was the only thing that was there. And then it just eventually died. Sad. Yeah, the story that part of Wildstar is that they just didn't have enough content, right? Also, yeah, they didn't have any. They had this weird hardcore raid design that was based around like forty man raids, and not a lot of people was level what, at level fifty. Mm-hmm. So, like, you kept trying to run raids with like the only people that were up at the time, and yeah. it's just uh, it, you, as someone you lose steam real quick. Yeah, dude. As someone who organized forty man raids in vanilla WoW. Fuck 40 man raids. 40 people in the same place. I've never done one. I've never done it. Dude, <laughs> it's an entirely different, like, the whole game becomes about getting people to, to the one place at, at the same time. If you're in a leadership position, that's all you're doing. Maybe yeah. you're playing the game a little bit if you're putting in the next, the extra time, but the, for the most part, you're just like a fucking coordinator. And you'll do anything to get the right people to show up. And with a little bit of preparation and maybe something like appropriate gear. Yeah. I would like beg and borrow people to show up. I'd say, bring, bring your friends who are, lo- who are like three levels from max. I'd say like, bring your, your, your friends who are playing crappy specs. Because it's better to have a body a lot of the time. At least in those early WoW raids, which weren't, they weren't really that difficult. Yeah. Better to have somebody there than to try to do it with 25 people. So you had your your core of people who knew what they were doing, and, and then they had this outer ring of people who were kind of mooching off the people who knew what they were doing, and the <laughs> outermost ring, people who were just clueless and were just there to fill slots. <laughs> you, ever, you ever played uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV? No, nah, man. No? I'm not. I, Raids I, are like a thing. Final Fantasy yeah. doesn't do it for me, man. It doesn't do it for me either. My really? friend constantly tries to get me to play. Yeah. I played a lot. Like I played like 200 hours. Shit. And I only got to the second X-Pack. And I'm just like, and then I had to go through this boring, this boring um, like patch quest. Like, cause you, everything has to be done in order. You can't just skip things. Mm-hmm. MSQ, so, right? Like, Main story do- quest. Yeah, and you have to yeah, and you have to <laughs> you have to queue up for for raids and dungeons and stuff like that in order to progress as well. So yeah, like and supposedly that's like the best part. That's what I was saying. If you like raiding, that might be it. Like supposedly that's the like the most beautiful parts. I'm like, man, I must be missing out a lot. I don't know why everyone is playing it. Like everyone is playing it. That's like the MMO that everyone plays, but 
I just can't get over the global cooldown stuff. Like yeah. I just can't. It doesn't feel satisfying. I feel like I'm hitting people with wet noodles. Yeah. You know, I need supposedly using a controller helps like it mm. feels more clicky tactile but like you you have like 60 skills what <laughs> you have like your bar gets like this big it's like taking up half your screen like it's <laughs> <laughs> like well, I don't like. know what people are doing like i was like like what are you using all of this stuff like yeah, i don't know the man. thing about final fantasy that i keep hearing people say is yeah, global cooldown. Yeah, this. Yeah, you know, whatever. But play it for the story. That's what I hear people saying a lot. I can't remember the last time I came away from a video game story and felt like my time was well spent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, now we're not we're not in the nineties anymore. Hold on, okay, let's see. Let's see. This, this is one. Let me... sorry, sorry. I I apologize. I should qualify this. You remember yeah. that earlier with you when I was describing that itch. I tried to had yeah. to scratch. The only yeah. way I can scratch edge is, is by playing multiplayer games, usually MMO type uh, games. Okay, so gotcha, when I okay. say that about stories, that's the world I'm I'm describing. I cannot uh, play single player games. I have not been able to play them. I I can't tolerate. Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. So like, no last Last of Us, Uncharted Four. Yeah. Yeah. Or the last single player game that what I played. About Mario games. I haven't. Uh. I played. I haven't played a Mario game since Mario sixty four. I think. Really. Uh, yeah, I played I... Ocarina of Time. No, I'm not Ocarina of Time. I I did play that, but um, I played Breath of the Wild, but I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breath of the fucking Wild. Is... I really enjoyed it, but I didn't feel like I needed to go back and finish it. Oh man, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that feeling where it's just like, damn, like I kind of want to finish this because I got so far in it, but I don't feel like it. Like I, I had that when I was, uh, I was trying to get. I, I always like a good RPG, like a really good okay RPG, and I, I sank my teeth into the when the PC version released, uh, Dragon Quest, the new one. Oh yeah, and buddy, man played that. And I'm like near the end, and I just quit. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. I can That's no longer force you. myself. Oh, oh, for real. <laughs> like, because I've already forgotten the story. So it's done. Oh, I would no. have to replay it. Yeah. So I would have to replay it. So this is like, I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I can't believe I just quit that game. Because you just get to that age. It, this specific example is JRPGs. They're very like they, they they sometimes they're a little kitty, mm. you know. Sometimes mm. like sometimes it's just it's just too it's too basic, you know. And then you hit in the beginning, everything is like mystery, and then you hit that midway point and you're figuring stuff out. And I'm like, wow, the payoff of this kind of sucks. And then you hit that 80% mark and you're just like, why am I even continuing? And I feel like a lot of those JRPGs are made that way. Like, like in the beginning, you're just like so much intrigue. Tales, Tales of Arise was actually pretty good, though. It was okay. weird anime bullshit at the end, but that was fun. Mm -hmm. I, th I think I just need action. I think that's what it is. 
big. I just need some action. Don't we all? That's what it is. I mean, action games, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Action yeah. And, and other that's ways. What, that's what I meant, too. I don't know yeah, what you're yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I think the last single-player game that I finished was Doom 2016. And the way I finished it... You finished it? <laughs> the well, key card game? Where you just go into rooms and you get up well, key cards and you swipe the shit? Okay, okay. Wow. Please so a tell bunch, me. Please tell me. <laughs> A bunch of my 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 old gaming buddies come from uh, a community of players who played competitive Team Fortress Classic. If you can remember mm-hmm. that game, Half Life One. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a mod. It's sort of not a mod. It uses the Half Life One engine, whatever. Um, and I I actually like ran a clan in that game that played 250 competitive matches. Like I and I met a lot of people doing that all online, like prehistoric pre social media era of the internet. Very weird. Anyway, I reconnected with a bunch of those people years and years later via Discord. And like they all like still play shooters and stuff. And they all play Doom. I'm like, oh yeah, I wish I should play Doom too. It looks so cool. Like, and I watched the interviews with like Hugo Martin at it. And he's just, like, he just so gets it. Like, I love wa- listening to Hugo talk about games. And so I'm like, okay, I want to be a part of this thing. And so I played it. And because all my friends are like, they're beating it on Nightmare and stuff. It's kind of like a pride thing. I'm like, fuck, I got to play it on Nightmare. And so I do, oh I do, and I get through most of the game, and then I just get to a point where I'm just too exhausted by it. Like, oh. And then I put it away, and then, like, months later, I came back to you, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this on Hurt Me Plenty. I'm just going to finish it. And I just didn't tell my friends. <laughs> I changed the difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the whole, the whole, like, like you, you get, you get tired of having to do work to play a video game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like when it's frustrating at level one. I don't know. Some I I I tire out. I tire out. So most of the time I play on normal. Mm-hmm. But if it's a certain type of game, I can't remember the last game, but I will put that thing on easy. If it's like one of those types of games where it's just like. No, not not the ones where it's like, oh, uh, enjoy the story. It's easy one. Like, no, I don't want that. That's just like, I need some challenge. Yeah. Uh, those games that are automatically just hard all the time and I just put it on easy. Yeah. But I, I, I there's something about uh, access, uh, accessibility uh, options where you can kind of tweak damage and health yeah. and and all that and like certain mechanics like you know rebirth or you know when you die and stuff like that or like those i think if the game allows it man those things are a lifesaver to actually have like just because you get to tailor this experience that you want you know Mm -hmm. like why do i you know have to feel like i'm gonna die like i I feel like sekiro was a nice i I don't think sekiro had like a a a difficulty thing okay Uh, but sekiro felt like a nice pace it was hard as balls at the end but it felt like that one was like built well i think sometimes the difficulties yeah difficulty is just a little bit off a little bit that's like the success case right for game difficulty is like a 
those kinds of games like the Dark Souls, the Sekiro's are yeah. like here's the reason why why difficulty modes are bad is because if you don't have a mode, you can you can create an experience that everyone gets to share. And if you yeah. beat that game, you kind of went through the same thing. You don't have people who I don't know, it's I think it's like the gameplay equivalent of being unable to skip cutscenes. Oh my god. Like yeah. if like if you have like a uh, friends of mine will play will play games or take experiences in and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't know what, what any of it was about though. It was all stupid." And I was like, "Didn't you know about this and this and this?" I'm a person who never skips cutscenes. I don't know yeah. why, but I'm that guy. And so I'll pick up on a bunch of stuff that my well, friends. Wait, wait, you haven't seen it, obviously, right? What's that? When when you haven't seen that cutscene, you would watch the cutscene. No, I mean true? like, uh, like think if, of like a... if if the cutscene leads to a boss and you kept dying, would you still watch the cutscene? Oh, probably not. No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's. But it's I'm thinking about like cutscenes again, like yeah. a Guild Wars Two dungeons, right? And they rest yeah. in peace. Uh, they have those skippable cutscenes. And the first time that I would play a dungeon, everyone would want would want to skip past it, and I'd just be like, "No, I'm like, I'm a fucking, I, I want to know why, what I'm fighting for." Crying out loud. Yeah. Um, Happens in Final Fantasy as well. Mm, Everyone's okay. just already fighting, and you're just sitting back watching the cutscene. <laughs> uh, found the noob. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Like, there being a right way to enjoy these experiences. Like, there's there's value in in the game saying this is what our experience is about and therefore everyone's going to experience it versus saying this is something you can take or leave it's like another layer and i don't know like like yeah. the doom games have their nightmare and ultra nightmare modes that are kind of like that they're there for the masochists nothing wrong with it yeah 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 it's some some people find enjoyment with getting their ass kicked yeah, you know. and it's it's cool to have games that exist for those folks. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, they get there's so many DLCs that come out that has nightmare mode. So yeah, I mean, it's never me. I'm never like, oh, nightmare mode got added to this game that I like. I'm totally gonna replay it now. You know, and no, I'm yeah. never like that. So I guess I can't really, uh, you know, relate to that. But yeah, I so I, I mostly at, at my age. I want to enjoy. And if enjoying means putting that shit on easy, best to believe I'm putting that shit on easy. <laughs> That's the mark of a man with a lot of, with a lot of like, yeah. who feels like good in his own skin, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Like I'm an easy mode gamer and I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I yeah. Yeah, I'm mo mostly normal mode, but yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, easy. okay. Yeah, like I would, I would say like, um, I did feel like putting it on easy on um, uh, uh, SMT. SMT5, that new one that came out. What's SMT? Oh. Shin. What is it called? Shin. Shin Megumi Tens Tensei? Tensei? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, you never. It, there, there, it's like a the original Persona. Then Persona got spin off of the these games. So All those like games, same demons, same, demons, same stuff. Basically, like that. any yeah. game that that's more Japanese than Mario sixty four, I probably haven't played it. Oh really, man? I've played 
way too many games. <laughs> I have just an encyclopedia of just like shit that I've played. Man. Nah, not nah, not nah, for me. I, my masochism is about these online communities that play the same game for years and years and years and years. I'll still go back um, and, and play TFC pickups with people who I played played them with twenty years ago. Like, yeah, I, and I. Yeah, I'm not much of a mono gamer, at least not anymore. So here's here's where I'm excited though. Cause I, I think I think that there's like a key for me with um remember what I was sharing with you that little anecdote about realizing that what I was looking for in the game is not actually in the game. And it's yeah. somewhere else, like maybe a meetup, maybe something like that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe ten maybe five podcasts a week instead of one. I don't know. Um yeah. <laughs> but whatever it is. If I can free myself from this compulsion to seek this thing in video games, I think I can maybe enjoy different kinds of video game experiences that I wouldn't allow myself to before. Maybe I'll actually get to play these. Maybe I'll get to play The Last of Us. Maybe I'll get to play, I don't know, something that... Games? Some anime games. Some games have gotten really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's (laughs) uh, let's start slow. Let's start slow. All right. Let's, right. not, let's let's not go we'll to, to the dark the dark edge of Steam just yet, okay? Because then they're gonna start recommending you all these visual novels <laughs> with, with the blurry the blurry thumbnail saying eighteen plus. You know I mean, yeah. what was the new one that came out that was on the top of Steam page? Uh, Halloween party eighteen plus. I don't think I'm horny. Uh, Halloween sex stuff. party. Who plays those Dude. games? Dude. Dude, I don't even know. What I gotta imagine it's horny teenagers, right? I would Neats? think so. I would think so. Well, but there's like a bunch of like si- <laughs> gamer girls, cyberpunk 2069. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an SNL sketch, like five years in the future. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Like, there's a lot of. There's a lot of weirdness, and it's every day. Every day, I, I, you know, I check new and, and trending, and it's just like you always see like one, one weirdo, one weirdo's thing, mm-hmm. and they're not really good games. They're just like little images. I'm like, guys, just, just search it up on the internet, man. Mm. Don't spend your money on this garbage. Was it five dollars? No, five dollars. What, what was that other thing we just bought for five dollars in this pocket? I can't, I can't remember. Uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass. Game Pass, exactly. Yeah. That's worth your Pass. five bucks. That's definitely worth your five bucks. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even have an Xbox, and I have it because of the P, the PC stuff. I downloaded Halo on it. Hell, maybe I'll play Halo single yeah. player. That could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's only single player right now because they decided to release a game without co-op campaign. How you release Halo without a co-op campaign? Have, have you you don't play Halo that much, right? My only experience of playing Halo has been the co-op campaign, and that was really fun. Well, there you go. No co-op until like May or some shit like that. A romp. At least that it's a is... modern shooter that has co-op. Like, how, how come you can't play more? More like, how come you can't play Doom in co-op? How come you can't play like Breath of the Wild in co-op? How come you can't play these games in co-op? I would totally play Doom and co-op. Hell yeah. That sounds fun. That would be so sick. (laughs) That sounds so fun. Uh, Borderlands is is, is one of the only games, uh, shooter games, that seems to care about co-op anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, and have you played It Takes Two? No. I've heard of it, though. Didn't it win a Game Award? It, it won an award in all our hearts before it won at okay. Jeff Keighley Awards. I told you, I was only able to play multiplayer co-op. social games. It's okay. co-op. Maybe that's my so inroad. It, ha- it has to be co-op. Like, there is no... You can't play a single player. Ooh. So, you get your wife and play that and guaranteed... Guaranteed, that's a good ass game. It's a good. Ass, I don't even understand it came from the same person as a way out. Mm. I don't even understand how it did. Just but that fairly, game right. is brilliant. That game okay. is ahead of the curve, man. Who did you play it with? Um, I played it with a a girlfriend, and I played it with um Patrick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I played it twice. And I, I'm going to play it a third time at some point, I'm pretty sure. I got to find someone to play it with. That sounds interesting. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I think it's on Game Pass now. Is it? I think it is. Is it? So there's no excuse. <laughs> uh, Gaming homework time. Shit, what is the game called again? It takes two. <laughs> it takes two. So when when you when you and Patrick were playing, who played which character? I played the same character twice. <laughs> so when this couldn't like, put on the skirt, huh? <laughs> no, I played the big guy. Yeah, I played the big guy, and uh, he was cool. But and I wanted to play her because next round because she had some cool weapons okay. that I wanted to try. But the second time I played was was, was with an ex, and oh yeah, she wanted to play the girl too, and I was yeah. like, oh no, I was like, fine, <laughs> I will have a new experience. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time I play, I have to play the wife. I have to play the wife. But yeah, word, word. Yeah, yeah, living out my yeah, dreams. Man. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Matt? Are we are we done here today? Is there more to talk about? There's probably always more to talk about, but my stomach is grumbling. And we'll save it, man. Yeah, we need to go do a post post podcast pig out. Post podcast pig out. That's what I'm talking about. Light up the grill. You got a grill? That sounds good. There's a burger place right across the street from where I live. That's where I usually go. (gasps) Yeah, it's it's, it's like one of those really greasy, like non chain Mm, places that you have in the city. It's just. Oh, so like the the local version of Five Guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, those big juicy burgers. Oh my god. Oh, you're excited. Uh, All right. All right. All right, Matt. What? <laughs> what? Do you have anything you want to promote? Anything you're working on? You want to give a shout nah, out? I got nothing. Go, go, get some keys. All right. <laughs> I got yeah. Okay. Out. I'll, I'll I'll give away I'll I'll distribute some of these keys. Probably what I'll do is I'll give it to people who have been in the chat during the Twitch. So if you've been active, then look out for those. But Guild uh, Wars Two community chests. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm just me. I'm just Matthew now. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing any. I'm not doing any crazy stuff. I'm on Twitter sometimes, but yeah, you're Matt Visual yeah. on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And the future rebirth of the YouTube, starting with the end of Dragon's <laughs> review, which we'll all be looking forward to. Oh, 
God, don't say it too loud. <laughs> People are going to start adding me. <laughs> oh, I, I heard you're going to be doing a, a little review, huh? <laughs> People love you, man. People love you. They miss you. Oh, yeah. They, they'll love me until I say, oh, this expansion sucks. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, damn. I never liked Matt. <laughs> no, no. I, I doubt it will suck because it has fishing in it. And that's really all I need. So yeah. I'm just going to be sitting there fishing. Fishing and, and being on a boat, which I hope is not like classic Guild Wars 2. Hopefully it's like, like you actually move the boat. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Ho hopefully. We'll yeah. see. Fingers crossed. Well, Dragons 2022. All right. Well, if you don't want to promote yourself, that's fine. I'll promote myself. I'm Deke. <laughs> I do podcast conversations like these. It's called Deke Podcast. I'm Deke Thoughts Everywhere. You can find a social thing. I love talking to gamers, ex-gamers, future gamers. It's people out in the world trying to figure out how to make it work. It's human conversations, I really believe, are an incredibly important part of how to just be human. Thank you, Matt. This has been such Thank you. a pleasure. This, this has been great to actually have like a human conversation. Yeah. 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 We're not yeah, just look, like things that we like and stuff. We're, we're a little bit more than that, a little bit more complex. Like I, I really enjoyed this, man. Thanks for inviting me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thanks everyone listening to this here live and after the fact. That'll do it for us tonight. Signing off. Signing off. See you folks. GG.